Hey, what was the tagline for? If you can't if, take the heat, the get heat off get the off battlefield. battlefield. <laughs> right. This is the Imperial Scrolls of Honor podcast. I am Josh Folan. And I am Jeff Burns. And we are going to be talking about the formative years of console gaming by going through the periodicals that covered it again. Uh, today will be uh, a mag episode. It is Nintendo Fun Club News 6 and 7. Uh, and uh, as we've mentioned before, I downloaded these. We downloaded these from archive.org. Please do the same and follow along if you would like. Uh, first thing I want, before we even get to what we're playing, I wanted to ask you, Jab. Did you finish Wizards and Warriors? I did not. I didn't do a whole lot of uh, <clears throat> uh, gaming the past couple weeks for whatever reason. Uh, I left my Xbox over at a friend's house and never went and got it, so I didn't play Subnautica a whole lot. I haven't really touched Pillars of Eternity. I uh, tried to get into Fallout 1. Uh, there's a steep learning curve. It's kind of rough so to you, get into. You got it for the new laptop, I'm assuming? Um, what's that, uh, Fallout? Yeah, first Fallout. Yeah, I always had it on Steam, and I just got that running on the new laptop. And uh, uh, okay. the, the couple okay. times I tried it, I just fucking got killed in the desert. And it's, okay. I'll get into it. It's, it's good. There's something there, but uh, I just okay. got to focus on it. So, no, but I did not finish Wizards and Warriors. Ah. Uh, well, Tony, Tony told me in our Discord that uh, he looked up the horn. <laughs> and, oh, okay. and it reveals secret doors. So I mean oh. I don't even know exactly what that means. Maybe you can just I imagine you can see them as opposed to them being like blacked out on the background there. Right. Um, so I thought that was interesting and worth mentioning, but I would rather have the staff of power to say the fucking least. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those secret doors aren't super important. So. No, yeah. Uh, and I stumbled across enough of them just fucking around. So just jumping, you know, yeah. By, by no means critical. Right. Okay, well, what we are playing then? So Fallout One is what. You pretty much Fallout 1 for me. I played some Master of Orion 2 again. Um, I, I had a quick game where I kind of breezed through it and was going to accept either defeat or victory, and I won. Uh, some genocide was involved to speed things along, but, you know, these things have happen you, in Master have of Orion. You, when was the last time you lost a game of, of Master of Orion 2? Um, actually, not too long ago. It, w it would probably be uh, back in, like, November, I think, when I was at my old apartment. And uh, the Mechlars, I just, I, I, I was, I was not as good then as I am now. I've gotten a little better with some strategies, but uh, yeah, the Mechlars fucking fanny fucked me. <laughs> okay, okay. So what? Uh, so yeah, so fall, yeah. I mean, like, I, I fall out with the first Fallout, dude. I am <clears throat> very peaked about them. Uh, I love the idea of an RPG nature or RPG um, flowchart happening in that story world. Mm -hmm. uh, like, what is the fucking deal with those? Um, it's more of like, I don't know if this is the right way to phrase it, but it's more like, it, okay, I won't phrase it anyway. I'll just say the game doesn't really hold your hand, and it does not fuck around. Okay. Like, if, you are not, if yeah. you're not ready for something, you better step back and come correct, because it's not going to work. Um, and for instance, there's no, like, like quest markers on your map anywhere. It's just like, I got to Shady Sands, and they're having problems with rad scorpions. And when you open up your Pip-Boy and, like, check what passes essentially for the quest section, it just says, 
kill rad scorpions. <laughs> and like it doesn't give you any sort of indication. Very different world back then, man. Right. Uh, so so if you, different. If you talk to the yeah, I think this was like ninety six and it was different, right? Um, yeah, it was. You talk to people around town and they give you hints like, oh, the rad scorpions are like over there. And like you got to just kind of like make a mental note or write the shit down. And it ends up there being like a guy by the gate who will take you to them. Um, but there's no indicator anywhere in any menu that's like, hey, talk to this guy at the gate and he'll take you. It's just you got to figure it out on your own. So it's, it's, like, dude, it, it sucks that I, I, this is, I think it sucks that we have been programmed mm-hmm. where even retroactively you are expecting and looking for that and, and, and wanting that, you know, like that is not a game that's about exploration shouldn't have uh, a menu based flow chart of what to do next. Right. You know what I mean? Yep. In my opinion, I hate actually that thing about I, new, I, new games. I totally see where you're coming from. And I wish we could find some sort of happy in between. Right. Right. But like, yeah. for me, you don't want to just wander around, of course, bumping into shit uh, aimlessly. But yeah, it would be it would be nice if it was all within the, the world. Like if you had, you know, like the, it used to, the idea behind having to talk to people and like get the information from the locals about what is happening locally uh, is very is much more organic and like. Yeah, it would be nice to find a happen. I mean, yeah, having a record keeping system, maybe what they told you is good, mm. so you can refer back to it. But the initial discovery of the information should, I feel, be much more organic than a menu based thing. You know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So yeah, but it's it's it's. I can tell there's something there. I mean, it's it's highly regarded for a reason. So I'm definitely going to get into it eventually. How much are they on Steam? I think I I, I bought it a long time ago. I'm like, I think I got one and two on sale for like five bucks. It's insane. Oh, that's that's yeah. Fair, fair, yeah. And I think like standalone, it might cost like ten bucks. So, so it's still nothing. Yeah. Uh, how about you? What are you playing? I uh, I haven't had a. I've been busy as well the past couple of weeks, so I haven't done a ton. Um, I haven't touched Red Dead. <laughs> uh, every time I think about doing so, I turn on my Switch and play Mario Odyssey instead. So, hmm. you know, I don't know what that's. So I know exactly what it says about Red Dead, but I haven't made any progress there. Uh, I have been like I, I played a little bit of Mario, maybe a couple nights. I had an opportunity to to pick it up and, and make some headway. And dude, it's 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 a perfect video game. It's just, it's perfect. I mean, oh. you might be able to say. That it's a little on the easy side at times, um, but yeah, you know, I don't really, I don't take part in the like the collectathon hundred percenting shit. That's exhausting to me, and thank God I don't have, I'm not compelled to do so because that would ruin your life. I think. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I'm sure if you took that completionist approach to it, it would be much harder. Um, and I honestly, I'm not even because there's no, you know, it's not like there's no meter telling you how far you in the, are in the game at least that I've that I've seen so I don't know how far I am I would guess maybe halfway or so I just got through uh, they have this uh, it's called New Donk City and it's very much modeled after New York City and it was a fucking awesome super cool level um, and you had to fight Bowser I think just before I got to it so I want to say like it was like a first major battle with with Bowser and not one of his minions. So I'm guessing like maybe halfway through. Um, and, and there are a couple things now, even in this, in the last, I played, I'm on the next level now, some like aquatic deal and I'm, I'm stuck on a, a part that I just cannot fucking be. All right, check that. It was the, it was one of the last things trying to get all the moons in new donk city. That was super fucking hard. And I was just like, fuck this. I don't need this moon. I already got enough of them here and I'm just moving on, you know? Right. Right. So I've been, I've started to encounter a couple things that are like, I can't just knock out in a time or two, like even the, the, the bosses, which, you know, if, if I am in the first half of the game, the bosses, it's not too easy. I don't think that I can beat them in, in, in one or two goes. Um, but 
just generally, I kind of feel like sometimes it's like, this is a little too easy. It would be nicer if I had some challenge, more challenge that did make me want to throw my controller again, <clears throat> that impossible middle ground that every gamer wants. <laughs> right, right. This uh, is Mario Odyssey, you said? Yes. Yeah. yeah it's, it's funny you mentioned that because the guy who got me sick, uh, Adam Johnson, you might know him. Uh, the name sounds familiar for sure. Yeah. I'm sure you know him. He's uh, playing Mario Odyssey as well, and uh, he wanted me to mention that he has over 400 moons in that game. Really? That's probably... That well, I mean, yeah, I think I have... <sighs> what it is? Because the, the, like, the balloon... like the, the Odyssey is actually the this like machine this flying machine that you take from world to world so that's like what the it, it's called i mean it is an odyssey in the sense that you're going on this journey too uh, but yeah, right. uh the actual there's a, an, a a vehicle in the game that it, that is called the odyssey so the odyssey at every stage you get to uh you need to get more power for right. the odyssey to to power it back up because you expended the energy you had getting here to get to the next thing. And so you go out and you collect X number of moons in each stage to get enough power that the, the moons fuel the, the, the Odyssey. Uh, and you can get, you know, the, the amount you need to go to the next stage is, of course, way below what you can get actually get right. available in each stage. Um, so, I mean, yeah, 400 moons seems like a fucking lot. I mean, it, to hear that there's even that many in the game is kind of... Like, I want to say, like, each stage maybe has... 30 mm. and i'm not even sure about that because you like you have like the little the moon meter at the top has the amount that you need to power up the odyssey and then after that it's just you're just it's just accumulating more and there's no like empty circle or anything so i don't even know i mean i'm not even sure if i've gotten the maximum number in any level yet right. uh, i'm assuming they're like in lines of 10 so i'm assuming i feel like three lines i can't have a fourth line uh that would be crazy to me because i've certainly what I feel came close to completing levels as far as getting all the moons in them. And I don't feel like I've seen a fourth line, but mm. in any event, yeah, fucking 400 moons is a lot. That's impressive. Oh, go <laughs> <Adam>. <laughs> yeah. mm. uh, it's exciting to hear too, that there's that much more in the game for me. Cause I want to say, yeah, what I was getting at there was the, when, when the odyssey, when you power it up and you go to the next stage, like it's got like this balloon top to it. And like, when you power back up, it like completes the balloon, and then it shows the number of like total moons you've used mm -hmm. to get to where you're at to keep it this powered up. And mm -hmm. it's like I want to say I'm at like a hundred something, like a hundred, like a low hundred number mm -hmm. uh, so far. Yeah, I don't know. Well, Adam's at four hundred, so over four hundred, in fact. Nice. Mm -hmm. Well, it's cool. I'm, it's I certainly don't want the game to end by any length. Right. Uh, and the other thing I started, I started a Metroid save state and started playing metroid oh know, okay time to do this i feel uh so i've gotten like again like maybe two nights of this in and it's not a, it's fine i mean i i see why i never got anywhere dude it's not a fucking easy game at all <laughs> i'm using a map because i don't fuck i don't know how you could get anywhere in this game without using a map like just right yeah it's say we've read all those things that say you have to make your own maps and of course i'm not going to do that i don't even have graph paper i don't even know where to get that anymore <laughs> <laughs> i have some actually i can't believe you, you really know. I think everyone should have graph paper. I think they should too, but I don't. Uh, I'm sure I could order some off Amazon if I was really gung ho about it. But no, I checked. That's actually the one thing they don't carry. Really? No. They do not have fucking carry. graph. Dude, I've not searched for it, but oh, I, yeah. <laughs> of course they care. I was being sarcastic. Uh, <clears throat> gullible me. Um, <clears throat> I don't, people, I, I feel like it's not a joking matter to say something is not on Amazon. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's that's what made it. That's what makes the sell easy. Is that it'll fire you up real quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so basically I'm using, you know, the, an existing map in place of that. So I am, I guess, from the outset, even cheating a little bit 
more than I would like to be. Um, but using that, I, I like imme- almost immediately got further than I've ever gotten. I have the ice beam and the long beam bombs. I got 20 missiles and an energy tank, right? Mm-hmm. And that's like kind of the shit you can get in the main first area without having to go on any of the elevators. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, I've just tried to do that. I went down into one. I I, I want to. I think it's the porcupine mini boss crate. Uh, I went down into his little lair area, and I'm just getting my ass dusted off by everything really? down there. So yeah. I don't even know if that's where I'm supposed to be going. Uh, I'm yeah, I mean I'm using the map, but I'm not like googling FAQs or anything, so I'm not right. sure. I'm, I, I thought Kraid was the easier of the two bosses, and I think the one I'm talking the porcupine I think is the easier of the two bosses if, if I'm not right about it being called Kraid. Um, but maybe not. Maybe I should go try the other one because I I like it's like. Three or four hits take an entire hundred fucking energy units, and I only have the one energy tank, and it's like each energy tank is worth a hundred. So I have like max one hundred ninety nine life right now, and like everything that touches you, and there's a ton of fucking shit down there flying everywhere. It's almost like those, um, there's parts of Metroid that are so much like that Wizards and Warriors, uh, mechanic where you have like every level had like this like constant barrage of annoying flying enemy, like. There are parts in Metroid that are absolutely like that, where just like you're constantly getting peppered by things, and and it seems cheap. It's not even like it's challenging. It's just like I can't avoid this. Like right, well, you're the just thing, fucking the, me right now. The, the one caveat to it is you get you once you get the ice beam, which I said I do have now. You can freeze things and like the because uh, a lot of the repetitive flying shit are these things that come up out of these tubes. Uh, these like little uh, they look kind of like fucking birds or something and they come out of these tubes constantly and you kill one and the fucking next one comes pretty much immediately mm. and you can freeze you can freeze it and not kill it and like make that pipe fuck off for uh, you know for just seconds. a little bit right i think that's the way to deal with it uh but yeah i mean it's not easy and uh making that happen with multiple tubes going on it's fucking it's a lot <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a lot to do with and i just do not have the life to get through the area i'm, I'm dealing with so i'm thinking yeah. i need to go try something else um but um it, it's definitely not an easy fucking game and i can i you know i'm i want to stick with it but i am definitely getting frustrated at times like and just right. turning it off because it's fucking it's too much you know right um, so i think that was my thing when i was a kid i think i i think i was like a little too young to like understand it so i just never really got into it yeah well do i mean too like i said if you don't have you obviously didn't have a full map like i just don't even know how you could even begin to approach this game without a full map right uh, because there's just you know even like backtracking to things that you've dealt with like it's not even like new <clears throat> to find things like just getting around even in areas you've already explored like without a without a map it's fucking befuddling no way it's right. so complicated uh so yeah i don't even know how you could could deal with it Right. Anyhow, okay, that's what we're playing. On to issue six of Nintendo Fun Club News. And that was from the game Gunsmoke. It was the Comanche Village theme bringing us back uh, to the uh, actual magazine that we're going to cover here. This is April and May 1988, Nintendo Fun Club News. Issue 6, and here we fucking go. (laughs) Legend of Zelda Deuce Deuce, The Adventure of Link, uh, is on the cover. 
And dude, the art is a little fucking hokey, to be it's honest. It's a little, and and they also swagger jacked um, um, wizards and warriors. Uh, oh yeah, I guess it is. Doesn't very, it kind of look like that? Yeah, it has the. I mean, you know, I guess kind of what you know, castle hero, ominous presence in the background, looming, um, uh, omnipotent, looming. Yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, there's not a lot else you could do, I suppose, but um, yeah, it is is very much in the same vein, to say the least. Yeah, right, but not as good in my mind. No, definitely not. Definitely not. Definitely not. Definitely not. Yeah, it's it's ah, whatever. It, it like it, the the. Because we, you know, had Zelda was on the other the a cover a few back, and like it just, I don't know, it felt more serious. I don't know, like this is like it feels like it feels like like the an, I don't know an animated series type. I don't know something about it is is a little too cartoony and hokey to me. Right. Um, and they've yeah. been getting better with their art. Right. 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 And like this is like almost like a little step back. And, and it, I think it's odd too because I feel like part of their the whole deal is like link's grown up now you know and like this is this new adventure is he's grown up now and uh it it's a it's a bigger badder deal for you know for him and like the idea that the the artwork is not more i don't know grown up to me is it's like a departure from what they're pitching the game as yeah i don't know so uh, this issue sucks what are we gonna do next <laughs> yeah, issue throw it away, yeah. uh there's a price on here again <clears throat> though dude you notice that yeah oh yeah i, I just noticed that now you said yeah. it uh 250 yeah, it's two fifty again, uh, which is much more reasonable for this than the first time we saw it. But yeah, uh, a little six-page tricolor thing, but uh, still probably pricey. Maybe I don't know. I guess the the magazine we 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 have the Nintendo Power uh, things ads in here, and they were charging three fifty for that. So maybe two fifty for this is market. I don't know. <laughs> right, and we'd have to. What would that be in today's dollars? You have to use your little uh, yeah. I would calculator. have to. I did, not, I did not compute it. That's well, I should. I can't believe I haven't. Yeah. Uh, I will put. I will do that and, and put it in the show notes. I would. I would, I would I'd what? say five, six bucks. I, or I, so? feel, I, I feel like it was when we were doing the thing with Ghosts and Goblins. I want to say when I was bringing 2018, it was, it was like the multiplier was like a, close to around two times. So we'd okay. be talking like five, five and some change, I think. Five and some change or six bucks. Uh, which I guess, is, you know, that seems like a reasonable amount to We FI. talked about it before. This one, like, you know, you're talking 28 pages, full color, blah, blah, blah. Okay, I can see 250. Back yeah. those first episodes, you know, six pages and there's it's black and white, like two fifty. Yeah. No, you're crazy. Student newsletter, no way. Right. Uh, yeah, I imagine too. I, I bet the putting the price back on here is a is a function of them because they started selling back issues in the uh, the stuff, you know, their merch section where they're trying to sell you shit. Right. They started selling back issues of of this, so they probably started putting it on there. So like that's. You know, to to again give it a, a an economic weight uh, to warrant um, selling them as back issues. Right. Um, so yeah. So besides the art, the three bullet points as per usual. We got the Zelda two special review, some more Punch Out shit, and then the Legend of Zelda second quest, uh, probably with the aim to uh, to wrap up that chapter of your life. <laughs> you know, with, with the Zelda two supposedly coming, which is a funny thing. Uh, Zelda 2 is not really coming soon. Um, we'll, and we'll get to that later. But yeah. moving on from the cover on the inside, we got a, a full pager for Jalico. Uh, Jalico's base is loaded. And um, I, I, there's a lot of shit, actually. This, I ended up firing it up and giving it a whirl. I, I, I don't think I had played the first one. I had played the second one extensively. But when I first fired this up, uh, it... Nothing was familiar about it, so I'm, I'm I'm guessing that I never did. 
the the ad makes mention of having real voices, which uh, I did remember from Bases Loaded 2, and they were pretty fucking good in Bases Loaded 2, and honestly, playing in here, it's not bad. And, and for NES days, like, any sort of, like, recognizable real voice, <laughs> I think is pretty fucking commendable, you know? Right. Do you know who they were? Uh, no, no, they're not. They're not. I mean, it's it's just, it's not a players or anything. Well, okay, I wasn't sure if it was, like, something yeah, special. No, just, like, the like the announcer, like, they play ball and shit like that. Right, right. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, not every stab at those went well. Do you remember Croissant from, from fucking uh, NES Play Action Football? The, uh, the down voice cue? No, not vividly. Yeah, when they say I mean, NES Play Action had a bunch of voice things that the ref said, too. Uh, and first down sounded like Croissant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. You can definitely do worse than, than what they were doing here with the, with the voice shit. Uh, there's some cool screenshots, too. And I think that the, 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 uh, in the actual ad here, I, I, like the, the behind the pitcher perspective thing is pretty fucking cutting edge, I think. You know, like that, mm -hmm. the idea of that like kind of angled over his shoulder deal is a really nice, um, I don't know, ahead of its time perspective because all the baseball games prior to this are, you know, you just get like the stock behind the batter, like right in the batter's box kind of thing. Uh, RBI baseball, even as much as I kind of liked that, you know, had that. So um, changing that up and, and trying to do their own thing here was also probably, you know, worth mentioning and, and, and a good job. Right. Uh, this, and this wasn't the first baseball game, right? No, I mean, RBI baseball was already out. Uh, the, the Black Box series, when NES first hit, had their own, it's just called baseball. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, it's amazing. I, I, I watched uh, just last night for however this lined up, which is my mindless going to sleep content. I watched the Jeremy Parrish NES Works uh, episode on baseball, which I think is the very first one in the series that he did. Um, the first game of that of that black box series and their initial uh, product offering. And he mentioned he made mention of a very funny thing like this. It was so long ago that you could just call the game the sport it's based on. Like, right. <laughs> <laughs> like that's how early that game was, you know. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so there have been a few. Uh, I also think LJN had their Major League Baseball was already out. Um, I want to say I'm pretty sure that NES had, that that ad we looked at. It was out for that. So, yeah, there were a few. So this was not, you know, they were they were changing shit up for sure. Um, they were, you know, they were looking at what had been done and were like, oh, how can we make this better? And I think they did, you know, right. I think it's, um, before getting into the game too, the, uh, they, they have this, these posters here that are pretty cool. Free Wilson posters that are MJ, uh, Jordan sweetness, Walter Payton, and then George Brett, uh, which, you know, I feel like I did not have these, but I feel like I saw these on kids' walls. You know, these were definitely I – th I feel like these were not just offered here. I want to think these things were sold somewhere or something. I feel like they probably sold these in those fucking – a lot of kids used to get posters from those – the school book club things, you know. Yeah, like the Scholastic Book Fair. Right, right. right. <clears throat> and, and I feel like this is a poster that – these posters, rather, made it on a lot of kids' walls, even beyond. This isn't, this isn't the first time that you're going to see a free poster – offered in this issue either which yeah, kind of yeah. Yeah, blew I mean, my mind like literally they're just like yeah send us your address and we'll send you a poster like that's cool as hell yeah i agree um <laughs> yeah there's we the we what was the was that Kana yeah konami with the fucking the eight posters that we saw a few uh, issues ago <laughs> right <laughs> they do that shit again in the in one of these issues that we cover today it's like not to spoil anything but they do like 10 bucks for like eight posters or something it's insane I think I think I don't think anyone will be angry that you spoiled that, Jeb. Yeah, well, <laughs> if you are, just uh, write us about it. Yeah. 
I think is it um I, I did a little bit of research on this Walter Payton poster, and if my research is correct, it looks like he's about to uh either stomp on or leap over a Cowboys linebacker number fifty eight. And I think that might be if that's the nineteen eighty seven season, that's Mike Hegman. Yeah. Number fifty eight of the Cowboys. That's fucking research. I was gonna guess Jack Del Rio. Hmm. No. no. <laughs> that's a good well, name I mean, though, isn't it? That's a, yeah. that's a, that's a good as good a guess late, as any other. Late, yeah, late 80s Cowboys linebacker. That's that's the name I think of. I can right. picture a 1991 flair, or Fleer rather, uh, Jack Del Rio card, like, perfectly. The green border, you know? Yeah, yeah I, uh, I can't picture it, but I, 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 I know what you're talking about, the cards. For some reason, I had a Reggie Roby uh, of, the, of those cards, and... I like we had it. a lot of them. I, I I remember finding this is fucking I can't believe I just thought of this. So remember that fucking couch, the uh, that super hideous couch that folded out. Uh, yeah, it was in my room. Yeah, yeah. I remember finding an uh, a '91 Fleer Emmett Smith card underneath one of those cushions in your room. That was probably yours. And Emmett Smith was like the most valuable fucking f- football player card wise <laughs> at the time. And I was just like, I just like claimed it. Sure. <laughs> like, <fuck> it. <laughs> Well, I told you, I like you were super upset about it. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. I've, then I'm I'm choosing to be upset about it still. Then, <laughs> yeah. I want uh, my uh, forty-two cents for that. Card. Yeah, I think I, it was probably worth like a buck twenty-five or something. Right. I was like, mm, that's way above common price. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely take that over thirty cents. <clears throat> uh, so yeah, I fired this up, dude. Yeah, I didn't. I actually didn't have the the ROM for it, uh, which at least I, not that I could find. Anyways, I tried all sorts of different fucking file name whatever's uh so i dug out the burner laptop and hunted those babies down uh the first one and the second one mm-hmm. and by the way i think my burner laptop died last night it's like it's over on it's over on the other side of the room right now in this like continuous self-repair reboot loop um <laughs> which is a bummer r.i.p burner laptop because yeah. now i have to fucking download shit on my real laptop and that's scary <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's why i have two computers in front of me right now Right. Well, yeah. Dad, don't 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 pitch that fucking burner porn laptop. When you, trust when me, you... I'm not. I know. <laughs> I know. Uh, so yeah, dude, I, I fired up. So like, great title music in the game. Uh, it has a password system to play like a pennant mode, kind of like I mentioned was cool in, in, in Bases Loaded 2. So they had that in this first one. There's a two-player versus two. Um, it's just, I mean, very simply a good, a very good baseball game. You know, you have control over. Like all the things you would want or need to have control over, even down to micromanaging your your pitch and uh, pitch placement and bat movement to 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 match whatever the pitch might be, um, which was cool. Um, so yeah, it was good. I mean, I could see some things that were refined in the sequel. There were some like just you know very small gripes that maybe one could have that the sequel improved upon, uh, but. Especially for the time, given that one, of course, wasn't out yet. I mean, this was, this was definitely better than the other baseball games, I think, as far as, like, an overall, you know, even R- RBI baseball might be a little more, like, arcade fun-y, uh, but as far as, like, the pennant, off, pennant mode offering and just the control, almost simulation aspect of it, uh, it was definitely the best baseball game, I think, at the time. Okay, and baseball games are hard to make, especially back in the day, because... I- there's just not enough controls to actually run yeah, all the because he's a baseball. Yeah, the the that uh, I, yeah, I would highly write if you baseball games mean anything to you, I would recommend looking up that uh, NES works of that first baseball that I just that I mentioned just watching because he talked about he's brilliant. He always fucking analyzes things very intelligently. But uh, 
you know, he talked about kind of how like the the you know because it, it had the game the the thing where you're like the infield view, and then if you hit it hit the ball into the outfield, it would do a pull out and do a different different thing, and like how it tried to compensate for the 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 distance. Uh, you know, like your movement of the players, you could be. It seemed like you could be on top of the ball, but because it was so pulled out, you didn't really. You did, you thought you should have picked the ball up already, but you didn't. Uh, and it's just yeah. like trying to figure stupid shit like that out uh, in these games and dealing with scale with a very small ball. <laughs> you know, that's like one right. pixel basically relative to these players. And just yeah, it is very complicated. I think getting a baseball game right at this level of computing power and graphic uh, capability. You know, so yeah, not easy to do by any length. Anyhow, moving on. Get our press says letter here. Um, how he's Howard telling us again. Yeah. Howie's telling us the the Fun Club now has one million members. Hot damn! What, what do they keep putting this goddamn signature up there for? <laughs> Dude, a lot of magazines do. That's like you know, it's like it's one signature. Look, still- nobody stopped it along the way and said, "Hey, Howard, maybe can we get a more legible signature?" Oh, I, I would never talk shit about that. You can't read my signature at all. That's not the point. This is bad. <laughs> it's really bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, signatures meant something back then, dude. It's like the way you signing a letter. Like this is an honest. This is I. You know, I am vouching for this being my actual point of view. Yeah, or yeah. Whatever, you know, I, I suggest everyone take a quick look at it if they can because uh, <laughs> it's it's fucking crazy. Even for a signature, <laughs> it is sloppy. I'll, I'll admit. Um. Anyway, so yeah, this is uh what the table of contents. Yep. Um, Usual shit, and then we're moving. Uh, first thing up is the Legend of Zelda 2, um, or Zelda 2, mm-hmm. the Adventure of Link piece that they did. And, dude, I fucking, I loved <laughs> these, like, these itemized inventory breakdown articles like this, where they had every item in the game, and they would talk about them. Like, I just, I, I, this is, like, one of my favorite type of Nintendo Power uh, or video game magazine thing is where they go through and just itemize everything. And I think, I don't know, it appealed to my like obsessive little collecting fetish <laughs> that I have uh, really, really well. It was really cool. Yeah. And it's, um, and it's in a, it's like an aesthetic that like when, when you're into these kinds of magazines, like Nintendo Power and shit, like from like the late eighties and whatnot, like it's just an aesthetic that like, I don't know, it, it, it's, it's nice to see it like this. You know, I, I like these things a lot too. Yeah, yeah I mean, like you get the like that laid them out and everything. Yeah, they get the illustrated version of it that like you know makes it a little more real uh, to you, and then also the the in-game sprite for it, you know, next to it to match right. them up and like everything. It just yeah, it it you know, and this is it, it was designed to familiarize you with the game. That's the whole point of this article. So you're like you can play it with some level of competency uh, and you under, understand the world. You know, even get to this piece next on the next page where it's giving you an explanation of the new game elements, the towns you have to explore, and there's an experience system, and it's kind of yeah, like priming you to play this new um format of gaming basically because this you know much like the first one this is also a whole new ball of wax or what's the saying you know like a whole Uh, new fucking a whole new deal to 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 figure out how to play it's not just it's not like today where every game has been done in format basically and you're just picking up a new story in that format um you're like learning a whole new gameplay mechanic across the board uh when you pick this game up for the first time so yeah, for sure. Um, like having played Zelda One won't necessarily help you understand this game. No, I mean that's it's borderline useless information. <clears throat> that was like we you know we talked about this in one of those preview things. Like it's such a change in gameplay type that people bitched about it. You know, um, so just some little fucking stupid things I had about about this, like the the treasure bag uh, little blurb there. It's 
verbatim, used to increase experience, but be sure to watch out too. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> you don't watch, remember what that is? Watch. I know what it is, but watch, okay. be sure to watch out too. What the fuck does that mean? Like, what do you? <sighs> I don't understand. How, what does that have to do with getting the experience bags? I don't, well, they they turn into monsters sometimes, right? Do they? Or like something something negative can happen sometimes when you swing your sword at it. Really? And, yeah, I, I believe so. Uh, I don't remember that. Well, then I stand corrected. Shut the um, <laughs> well, you might, you might not be. I could be wrong. I would, if somebody told no, me I was that, wrong, that, I'd does, that does sound. That does sound kind of. Now that you're saying it, does sound. Let kind me put of, it this way: if it's if that's not the case, then what the fuck does? Be sure to watch out too. <laughs> yeah, it's gotta uh, mean something. I think you might be right. Do that. That is jarring. Uh, a vague memory. I think you might be right. Right. So I, just, I had just totally forgotten that. Yeah, and I feel like, the, like you'll swing in them like one of those like it might be like an enemy that bounces a lot, and it's the, like I the feel goblin, like a sudden, I feel, the goblin with the spears, dude. I think that's what it is. That I, could be it. Yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like you hit it, and then immediately you're fucking under siege. Like, yeah. you're you're yeah. dealing with it, yeah. and you regret it immediately. No, you're 100%, 100% jarring a memory there. Right. Um, so you're right. Uh, so I apologize, Nintendo Power or Nintendo Fun Club News. Howie, whoever, I should apologize to there. I would apologize <laughs> to Howard. That's who I would apologize to. That had no, I had no grounds to be bitching about. Uh, and then, what the other thing I wrote down, so why do we patronize children with the stupidity of puns? Like, I fucking hate it's such a stupid type of comedy. <laughs> like, like, which one are we talking here? Uh, I don't even. I didn't even write down which one, but there's a ton of them in here. Where there's, it's fucking. You know, I'm offended retroactively reading this right now by how stupid some of the like attempted humor. Uh, like, we do not have to. I don't know. When I talk to kids, I don't fucking baby down like that. I, I hate that babying down uh, of of stuff. And like, yes, you can't talk about really high concept adult things to children, sure. But sure. like, I don't think you have to be as dumb as puns <laughs> to communicate right. with a child. Uh, and they use it just rampantly uh, in some of these things. And it just, I don't know. It was it was used so much here that it, I wrote that down. Um, and, I, and I just fucking hate puns. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of this going on in all these, like, all these issues, actually, where it's just like uh, it's it's really hard to say exactly what I mean, but like, they just try to be like kitschy and cute here and there and it's just i mean i'm i'm a jaded adult now so i shouldn't be the one judging yeah, this but I know. it strikes you, me as you, stupid if you you know like it's a corporation they were probably it was very much probably like you know we're writing this for kids we have to like it is totally it's again a, a happy medium that maybe can't be found uh <laughs> and keep in mind i'm sure they were employing exactly zero comedians on their writing staff <laughs> so like yeah, yeah. No doubt. yeah. The, the the jokes are going to be of a poor quality, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Uh, yeah, I don't know, whatever. Uh, so yeah, so you got the explanations of the gameplay. You got some map stuff. There's a like a really cool illustration of that like first early overworld area uh, that I think looks very cool. Uh, and some rudimentary like graph based maps of the first three palaces. Parapa, 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 and Parapa. palaces, yeah. And then on the next page, you get uh, kind of like a boss preview slash tactic thing um, going on here. And uh, so it's in Parappa, you got Horsehead. And Medoro, you got Helmet Head. Uh, real fucking original on those first two boss names. And then the last one, you didn't even get a picture of them. Um, but it's Knucklehead. And, uh, or Iron Knuckle, sorry. Iron Knuckle, right. Uh, they should. I'm surprised they didn't name Knucklehead. <laughs> yeah, we'll just go with the head theme here. Yeah, give, it, give him the theme we've established. But uh, I remember fucking Iron Knuckle being a real motherfucker. He was like a mounted knight, I think, and you had yeah. to 
thrust thing, and I feel like he was a, a real bitch. And like, when, I think you knocked him off his horse, and then you he was one of those blue, uh, like heavily armored sword guys with the shield thing, and you had to do the mechanic where you're hitting them high, hitting them low, uh, to get around their shield, and they were super difficult. Yeah, I do remember that. Now that you say that, I, I remembered uh, Horsehead for sure. Yeah, he was. I remember that bouncing motherfucker in the Island Palace. Uh, so you had this, Jab. You had this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, as, as I said, I think I actually still have my original copy just okay. in the other room there. Fantastic. I, I can remember the wear it had on it, like the, the gold. Not like, that it was flaking off, but like you could see black through it. Uh, and I remember that from God knows tw- 25 years ago now, so I can't even imagine what that looks like today. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd love to go get up and go get it real quick, but... Uh... <laughs> The uh, so, the headphone thing's not that long, <clears throat> right? So, do you remember getting it and like your first experiences with it, or I remember my experience. I don't necessarily remember getting it, but um, yeah, I remember playing it a lot. And we even as children would like comment like, "This is fucking hard. <laughs> this, this game's not easy." But it was like, I mean, as we were just talking about, it wasn't a game. I feel like like a game like uh, Metroid. I put it in, I just could not understand it and couldn't manage it, so I didn't go anywhere at all. Right. Like, I have yeah, no memories. No. It, it, it was. Well, this was, you could actually yeah. work with it a little bit. Right, yeah, 100%. It was, it, was ju- it was hard, but it was like, it was, it was only hard in the like, proposed difficulty of the mechanic that you understood, not difficult in the sense of, I have no fucking idea what to do next. <laughs> right. You know? Uh, yeah, I, th- I think just being like such a new game, it was like tricky, but it was manageable. You know, you could. I mean, I got to at least the third boss, so that you know, that's right. playing it. Yeah, I mean, I I am one hundred percent certain I've never beaten it. Uh, I don't even. I don't. I'm. I was thinking about this. I wrote down that I I don't remember ever getting to Shadow Link, but I was looking at this right before we fired up, and like I kind of have this vague memory. I, I know I remember. I distinctly recall using Game Genie to try to beat this fucker, and I think maybe doing that. I might have we, I, I, we were in that yellow carpet room. I remember, and I remember like I I vaguely remember getting to maybe the Shadow Link, but definitely not beat. I one hundred percent certain I never beat it. Uh, and like the fact that even with Game Genie, <laughs> that right, was, I was not able to something. accomplish that is fucking in, an intense, uh, an intense thing, you know. I I fired it up uh, a few weeks ago and just played through a little bit. I think I might have leveled up one time and you get to like select whichever you want to upgrade okay. and whatnot. And it's like as with all things as I've been going through life, it seems like now that I'm older I could actually probably manage some of this shit. I don't know if that says a lot about me that like you know, little kids were beating this game back in the day and now I'm 34 years old and I'm like, okay, I can do it now. <laughs> yeah, I think so, yeah. But, um, uh, yeah, but yeah, I, I mean, do feel like you could we could play it and like manage it much better now. 100%. Yeah, it's I mean it's still fucking hard. I mean, I like that Death Mountain fucking area you got to get to get the hammer, which is like a big gatekeeper in this game. Is I mean, I I have played this recently enough to recall that still being just a huge bitch, dude. <laughs> it's so fucking hard. I can't picture uh, the Death Mountain shit. You got to go yeah. through all those it's it's like that that cave system where you're just coming in and out of caves and all right, the caves, they, right. Yeah, they have a lot of those fucking they're like the lizard dudes that throw the axes. Uh, the the dark red ones, and you know, a lot of times you don't you don't you can't. I don't. Do you have the candle yet? Yeah, you have the candle, so you can see them. But still, even with that, um, even with the candle and being able to see them, like that, it, they're just hard as fuck to beat, dude. Those fucking guys are hard, man. Right. And there's just it's just like a, it's a seemingly impossible network of them you have to get through <laughs> right. uh, to get to the hammer. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I mean, so many times, I mean, it, it's such like a, 
it's such a funny memory because like it, I, I, it's so hard to do that you're like literally when you're getting there to the hammer you're just like you're, you're like your expectation is to die you're like you're not going to get back out you know you're right. going to die and go back to the beginning you yeah, just death need is the to escape. get to the hammer you need to fucking raise that hammer in the air and like i remember i, I have the, the memory of like that fucking last little axe fucker still pelting me as I'm standing there with the fucking <laughs> holding the hammer up, you know, like, uh, he won't stop. <laughs> yeah. You're not even trying to beat him. You're just like, once you're that close, you're like, I just got to get to it. And then I can, All whatever right. can happen, you know, uh, cause I'll still have the hammer when I fucking, when I restart, uh, after dying, you know? So yeah, it's just, that's like a huge fucking stumbling block in the, in the progress of this game. Uh, and it only gets harder from there. <laughs> yeah. The game is fucking hard. Yeah. Uh, fun, actually. Yeah. It is, but yeah, it's it's certainly. Like I guess I said I I I am not on board with the whole fucking this fuck this game because it's such a departure from the series, you know. Yeah, I I, I never got that either. Like I always recognized that they were different, and yep. you know appreciated both of them. Yep, one hundred percent. Um, so important note before we move on from this though, the yeah, you know, this is April May issue, dude, and they mention you know it, it's. They mention it later in the sneak peeks uh, uh, section, like that, that this is happening. So it's not like it's totally undisclosed, but you know they're putting this in the magazine now, uh, in depth, like showing you all this gameplay stuff and telling you about bosses and shit, and like that would have kids charged up. <laughs> you know sure. what I mean? Uh, and this fucker didn't come out till December because of the ROM chip shortage. So yeah. kids were just were, were reading this and just staring at this article for the next eight fucking months, grinding their gears. There was no hope. <laughs> yeah, waiting for it to come out, which is right. Had to be so brutal if you were if you were a charged up kid at the time and had the access to these and knew it was coming and it didn't come for that long. Like, man, yeah, uh, because these previews they they do make the game look really good and they're, and they're honest depictions of the game too. Like, yeah, you yeah. know, I I can see why they why you'd be fucking fired up for that and then it's kind of a bummer that no you don't really get it. Which you know, it's funny that who knows. Maybe there was like some little fucker deep in the corners of Nintendo that was like orchestrating that <laughs> to, to build up the, that level of anticipation, you know? Yeah, the thought uh, crossed my mind, but we'll talk about it when we get there. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, okay, so moving on, we got a full pager for SNK, for, which is the sequel to Akari Warriors. Uh, this one's called Akari Warriors 2 Victory Road. And there is a lot going on here with this artwork, dude. Yeah. <laughs> this, the guy in the fucking blue, man. Yeah, dude. I mean, yeah, you have two modern-looking soldiers, right? They're like the same, you know, basically what you would assume is the same two guys from the first installment, uh, first Akari Warriors. But they're surrounded by what looks like a whole range of fantasy monsters, you know, dragons, goblins, like this pterodactyl pterodactyl-esque flying thing um, which is very different than the first game which is just soldiers in a fucking jungle you know uh, and then one of the guys has a fucking broadsword while the other has a modern assault rifle like that also is a crazy juxtaposition yeah there's a crazy disparity in weaponry um, and the only accessory either one <laughs> not this, was, this was just a funny thing less so than even uh, I don't know a, a thing that points to gameplay but the only accessory either one of them has other than their head their fucking Rambo headbands of the weapons is what looks like like a sports water bottle on the red guy <laughs> yeah I wasn't sure if it was like a grenade or like a water bottle I but guess like... maybe yeah I guess like maybe that would yeah if it's some sort of fucking yeah that would that would but make there's me... nothing necessarily indicating that it's a grenade or anything you know practical yeah. at all. No, yeah, it looks 100% like a cyclist fucking water bottle yeah. or something, not a military canteen or anything. So, uh, and that I, I laughed at that. Uh, yeah, this is a great, uh, this is great, actually. Yeah. 
there's a lot of shit going on here. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it, you know, it's still nice, and it's got that 80s aggro thing with the tagline, if you can't take the heat, get off the battlefield. You right. Know? So it's cool, but it is a little befuddling. And, and having uh, not played this game, I was looking at this like, what in the fuck goes on in this game? <laughs> right. You know? Like, what the fuck happened between the first one and the second one? Because <laughs> there weren't swords in the first one, right? No, like, no it was straightforward, right. like, you know... Uh, uh, I'm trying to think of like what 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 the contra warfare shit in Central America like that's yeah. that's that's what that's I, what we're talking that's what Akari Warriors one was uh, yeah right. it's like what the fuck where did the what happened to these poor bastards between now and then uh, to get them in this fucking place that they're in right. uh, did you did you fire it up and play it at all no I didn't play this one oh no. god you're <laughs> whoa <laughs> <laughs> is it good uh it's no it's not good and. Uh, it's definitely not in a jungle, and you're definitely not fighting against anything of this world um, in that first stage. That I, or actually, I think I might have got to the second one, but uh, I did not see anything that even remotely resembled uh, an Earth-born uh, <laughs> fucking setting. entity of any kind. Yeah, setting or entity. Right. Uh, yeah, and it, it looks way shittier than the first one. Just literally, the look of it looks shittier. Like the, hmm. the graphics are poor, are, are, are worse in my opinion. I can't really discern a lot of what I'm looking at. Um, you do have a life meter now, so they they like nix that one hit death shit. Right. Uh, but you only have one life, so you know I don't even know how much it really changed the feeling that you're getting fragged constantly. You know. Um, and like yeah, so I mean yeah, I just I did, was not enjoying myself. I fell into this portal thing that appeared, uh, and, and it like transported me to some kind of mini game, like a shooting gallery mini game that I do not think I even kind of understood. I couldn't hit anything the whole time I was in there. Which granted, I didn't read a fucking instruction booklet, but I mean, yeah. I know a shooting gallery type mini game. Like I, there was a crosshair, like and the crosshairs I could not get them to line up and hit anything. I don't know. It just didn't fucking like bullets were passing through things that were flying around me, and I just did right. not what the fuck was happening um see so yeah, i had a couple plays die relatively quickly and i was not fucking enjoying myself at all <laughs> so, yeah shooters with bad hit boxes that's right, that's right. gonna get you every time yeah 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 i mean you know the idea of adding mini games like that's a cool concept uh in theory but it did not carry out an application at all right um but i do like the art it's interesting yeah <laughs> this is good art that's probably yeah. the best thing that it did yeah yeah sounds like uh, so moving on through some ads we've seen, we get into the uh, sneak peek section, and it's uh, two things we've already seen in the sneak peek section, U.S. Golf and Mario 2. Uh, the only thing of note in this that I had was it calls Toad the Mushroom Retainer <laughs> here. Yeah. Uh, fuck is that? It sounds, it sounds clinical to me. <laughs> I, think it's, I think like a retainer, I think that's like a, um, like a monarchy term. Like if you're a retainer to the king, you have some sort of like official job for some royalty you know so i think he is like he if i had to guess he's probably like the princess's royal retainer of some sort her servant jab yeah, fucking shedding light on my criticisms in this yeah area. i know <laughs> you can't correct with me dude Correct fucking get the fuck out of here if you can't take what was the tagline for if you can't if, take the heat get off get the off battlefield. the battlefield <laughs> right and uh, I, I wondered since uh toad i i saw that myself too and i wondered since toad was a retainer for the royal court i wonder if he was a eunuch if they had uh castrated him when he was young mm, he looks like he does not seem uh capable of sexuality <laughs> uh, the eunuchs definitely well i mean i suppose they are but not uh with their genitals 
Right. Um, but anyways, <laughs> um, so yeah, I wondered if Toad was a eunuch. Yeah, um, he has a very asexual feel to him, so that that it's possible that could have been that could have been in the a, a very, um, you know, back burner uh, motivation in his character design. I I highly doubt that Nintendo considered castration for Toad. That's <laughs> a joke. I don't know, dude, man. So especially a dude. You know, not to be stereotypical or 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 anything, but you know, the the the, the sexual culture in Japan is very progressive, uh, mm-hmm. even back then. You know, I mean, granted, this was a corporation, and Nintendo of America watered down a lot of shit that came from Japan over here, but um, just as like a you know the corporate mentality prior to getting to Nintendo of America probably had some, you know, there's they're they're probably a little more loose loosey goosey. Some consideration that. for it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess maybe it wouldn't be surprising actually, but uh, I, yeah, I, I saw that part too, and that's that was my take on it. Word. Uh, so next up is uh, Louis Reviewy getting our third party review here, and it's on Trade West Double Dragon port uh, by my boy Dan Kitchen. Uh, Dan Kitchen is a Bills fan, FYI. No way. Yeah, he wow. he actually when when I did that interview with him, he gave he <laughs> just. Fucking! It was in his office. He had a. We started talking about the bills, and he gave me a Bills watch that he had that was Whoa. just laying around. That this it was a pretty nice metal watch, uh, steel watch that fucking had like a real nice face on it with the Bills logo. It was pretty Damn. pretty cool. Uh, so yeah, he's a Bills fan. Yeah, not, but you guys are made for each other apparently. We were, yeah, one hundred percent. So I dig the character artwork on this fucking piece a lot, dude. Uh, oh, the Billy and Jimmy thing here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All of them, the enemies too, Adobo and and all that. Like, very cool. Um, I remember playing Double Dragon two a lot more than one. Yeah, no, yeah, we yeah we we talked about this. All right, we, we kind of talked about this game a little bit already from that that ad that popped up in the last thing. So yeah, most of what I have to say here is all just kind of you know about the piece itself. Right. Um, so there there's a, a little passage here. Their arsenal includes all the basics of street mean warfare: knives, whips, bats, rocks, oil drums, even dynamite. Uh, what street fight involves fucking dynamite? <laughs> yeah, what street fight have you heard of that involved dynamite? If you've heard of one, please uh, tweet it at us or something, because I never heard of it. Yeah, I would like to watch a YouTube video of that. Street fight with dynamite and whips. Yeah. Uh, so they justify the absence of two-player co-op in this game uh, within, like, kind of the narrative here uh, in, in the piece. And so, you, you know, you're able... Being able to play as Jimmy... Uh, or the absence of being able to play of Jimmy at all, rather. Um, and they, by doing that, they or, or to do that, they altered the story from the arcade version. Like, you could play as those two mm. in the thing. So clearly this was not the case. But you come to find out in this game that Jimmy is, is actually the chief antagonist, uh, the leader of the Black Warriors, and he's like the root of all your problems <laughs> in mm. this game, uh, which is, a you know, it's such a, like a major fucking... Uh, deviation, I guess. Yeah, it's, it's almost like a plot twist in a way. All right. So yeah, it was, it was just like our brotherly uh, relationship, Jam. <laughs> yeah, I guess it was something like that. A lot of parallels. You certainly are the root of all my problems. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to get some whips and well, that doesn't sound great. Uh, I have to get some dynamite and shit and beat your ass with it. Yeah, that would be a different, uh, a, a, a different approach to a different solution. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, the second to last screenshot um, from the right in the bottom row here. Uh, another copywriter disconnect. Uh, the caption says to 
uh, to me, the writer had no fucking idea it's from the versus battle arena mode, basically, uh, and right. not the not the main game. You know, karate of uh, attack and city slums. Like, you know, it just it, it did not highlight the point that you're. This is this should say something about that. It's a battle versus thing. You know, it's 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 explaining that like it's part of the fucking narrative, um, and 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 part of the main game. It's not, you know, um, which I 100% assume that just. The per- it's an oversight, I guess. Well, the person writing it didn't even fucking begin to ask around about what these were from. He just looked, glanced at it and was like, Meh, city slum fighting. Karate masters are about to attack you in the city slums. That's yeah. just happening. Like, no fucking, no, no effort to, to, to have a real understanding of the game, you know, before fucking right. doing the writing here. Um, a lot of that, a lot of that, a lot of that. Very cheap. Yeah, I mean, we've seen that before in these in these yeah. issues. I, I, I think that like their job is not necessarily to understand the game. Like they know how to put these pictures in the articles. That's what you do while you're at it. Whip up a fucking caption for it. We'll take it. Right. Yeah. No. I, I don't know. It would be. It sure. It would, it would have been nice for. But you would think that these people would like play the games and know. Right. What yeah. And what? Just you know, I think. I don't know. Maybe they are overworked and they don't have time to do that. But <laughs> I well, I like, think it was just like so. Like this was all very new. Still, like video games were newish. Still, so I think they hadn't worked. The, like this shit won't happen nowadays. No, because the yeah, because anyone who's in the industry now has been playing games all their life. Like that's the thing. Like the people working on these were not gamers. They were probably dudes who were looking for a magazine job. Probably, you know what I mean. They got one. Right. Yeah, they got one, and yeah, it, it was probably like to them a stepping stone to something better or different, and and because gamers didn't exist really. I mean, I guess you know there, it was a little bit down the line. You had you know the Atari age prior to this, and the arcade age a little bit before that, but um, still relatively new. Certainly not lifelong gamers like anyone who's working for a game press outlet now would be. Right. It's just interesting. It's not, you know, it's, I'm not even sure I'm calling it a criticism. It's just yeah, when I, just when I see the, yeah, when I see the huge disparities between copy and game, I can't fucking possibly not mention it. Right. Anyhow, that's all I had for for that. Like I said, we kind of talked about the gameplay already, and that's not necessarily. Yeah, we kind of covered it. Favorite game. Uh, so we got a pros corner page on Punch Out up next, and it's covering tips for Super Macho Man and Tyson. Uh, there's some semi-useful shit for Macho Man, and uh, I thought the stuff for Tyson was barely worthwhile, basically. Yeah, when I breezed through the Tyson stuff, it didn't seem... Terrible. I didn't feel like I was any more prepared to fight Mike Tyson. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like a counterpunch. <laughs> like, like, yeah, yeah. I, I know, of course. <laughs> I'm trying to also to not get killed by this guy. Right, I've, yeah. I, yeah. I'm already dusted off by the time fucking I'm trying to employ your little tip here. Uh, so then, the next thing was... Uh, a Gunsmoke ad, and uh, we already had the song there uh, to, to bring us into this section. Um, so it clearly has good music. <laughs> right. Uh, but the ad is also cool here before we get to the game. Um, it's the Gunsmoke was, it's also part of the Captain Commando series, first and foremost, uh, which, you know, Mega Man, Gun- Ghosts and Goblins, those are all Captain Commando series things, so we're still getting that stuff. Um, and I guess Sometimes good, sometimes bad. That doesn't necessarily guarantee that it's a good game. But this is a—it's a port of a vertically scrolling arcade shooter. Uh, they uh, another instance where they kind of changed it up a little bit for the home system. Uh, but I like how they drop, uh, <laughs> like the name. It's Gunsmoke, but they dropped a period in between the gun and the smoke to avoid lawsuits from whoever the fuck owns 
the shitty old TV Western by the same name. Mad Mike actually loves that show, uh, if I recall. Oh, I didn't even put together that that's... Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, the, the, it's a network television show, Gunsmoke. So, and this is, you know, it was also about fucking Wild West shit. So... Um, I think it was like a wagon train thing. Maybe they were on like a wagon train, and the gun smoke was like the people defending them. I don't know. Like, I, fucking, mm. I did not. I didn't like old westerns by any length. Um, and I Mad Mike was a fan of this. You said he likes all westerns, actually. Um, uh-huh. but yes, he. I, I remember him watching this and me not being into it. Um, anyhow, the live action ad art is pretty cool. Like simple, ominous. He kind of looks like Robert Rodriguez. I don't even know who he's a director, <laughs> but he kind of looks like a little bit like Robert Rodriguez to mm-hmm. me. Uh, anyhow, uh, I remember this game fondly, or I remembered this game fondly, and I didn't have a ton of exposure to it, but I remember playing it a few times and enjoying it. Um, you're like basically trying to round up these outlaws, right? And and you you have to first get their wanted poster. Uh, you like go through the levels, you get their wanted poster, and once you have the wanted poster, it's kind of like your contract to go get the boss or go get the, the outlaw basically. Um, and you're like running through these like old Western towns and settings and like fighting off a whole bunch of fucking riffraff. Uh, there's a lot of guns you can get. So like the, the item or the, the weaponry offered to you is, is varied. Uh, some like some of the weaponry didn't necessarily really feel like it belonged to an old Western setting, but mm-hmm. it wasn't still, it was cool enough to overlook that, I guess, um, kind of, kind of break from the, the story world. But, it played and felt a lot like the first Akari Warriors, if, if, okay. if I if called correct. You know, just as far as like the feel of it, um, but it it did have uh, to avoid that kind of problem that we talked about with Akari Warriors, where you're like, you know, having to deal with changing from a two joystick thing and like having to like move to the left in order to shoot to the left. Like this basically has a a, a mechanic where you're you know you press B to fire left, A to fire right, so you're always ah. have regardless of where you're moving, the ability to fire in like a 45 degree angle uh, from where you're at in that direction, which is works really well on this. Um, yeah, which is helpful. There's a little bit, and sometimes you feel like you're like running to the bottom of the screen to get the right angle on an enemy. Uh, so it's not always perfect, but um, I did feel like it was a, an improvement mechanic-wise on trying to do that vertical scrolling shooter thing. Um so I, I do. I, this is super interesting. I read on the wiki that this is the very first game in the Red Dead series, dude. No way. That this was the, the uh, a, a logical predecessor to Red Dead Revolver, uh, which was um, a spiritual successor to this game, and that's really fucking cool to think. Oh wow. That any sort of ties between, and I don't even know how, you know, I don't know. I, I'm assuming that it has something to do with the development team or something, some personnel overlap um, that took it over to that Red Dead Revolver, which I don't even know what the fuck that was on, PlayStation of some kind or something, I assume, or early Xbox or some shit. Um, but I thought that was really cool. Yeah, that is, that's a nice bit of trivia there. Yeah. Uh, so, I, yeah, I did, so I did fire it up, and it, dude, it's a fucking really fun game, man. It's a ton of going on. Uh, so, like, before each stage, as I mentioned, you're, you're shown this wanted poster of the bandit that you're after in this level, and it's, it says what their weapon of choice is, how much dough you get to frag their ass, and then you go into it, and you're just in some sort of Wild West setting, and you gotta fucking go through it. You, you like, you're basically accumulating enough money because you have to buy the wanted poster. I think you can also find them in like super hidden little. You shoot a fucking empty patch of fucking somewhere. Uh, that's really out of the way, and you can find them without having to buy them. Uh, right. But for the most part, you're trying to accumulate enough money, in which there's everyone drops money and shit, um, to to buy the wanted poster. And then once you get it, it, it just like it kind of loops. Like each stage loops until you get enough dough 
to to buy the wand and poster. Oh, okay. And you get the wand and poster. Uh, you know, you finish the loop that you're on, and the boss is there. You know. I see. Uh, super interesting thing that like i don't remember a lot of games doing you know it's like it i don't know that was just different you know that most games don't work that way and it um, worked pretty well like it, it didn't seem like kitschy or anything or no, no. i mean you, yeah it was it was cool dude the stage layout was cool like the the, the first levels like this i think it's hicksville actually that other song we were looking at it's called hicksville and it's like yeah. it's just like a wild west town and it's like very much like kind of a shooting gallery deal you know there's like on each side of the stage there's these you know little wooden fucking structures shops and shit when every now and again you get some townspeople that you can buy stuff from there's like yeah there's like a uh as i mentioned you can buy the wanna poster but you can also buy weapons and ammo and shit uh and there's like little townspeople that you can buy those from uh and then enemies running around everywhere you know um the stage layouts are pretty cool you can get a horse that that kind of acts like uh it's almost a comparable thing to the armor and ghost and goblins where uh when you have it it's like an extra layer of of being able to take a hit you know right and then right will ride off and you're you're back to no horse and then you can die in one hit you know? right okay um it's, this might be a, yeah i mean that i guess that brings up the point that it's a one hit game but mm-hmm. uh it was not uh at least early on i didn't get terribly far uh I, first couple bosses i think i got through um just fucking around with it and it was did not feel fucking unreasonable you know even with that one hit thing so right i'm at it added it to my list for sure it's a fucking it's a good game but nice. without a doubt game. yeah i might actually have to check that one out fun and i know you don't like westerns but it's 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 i think it's you know it's not it's so far it's so rudimentary all these nes games are to like to call them you can't really talk about genres even if it is in that story world like it's not a you know it's not it's just a shooter with good mechanics regardless right it's like a shooter with some like you know western themes it's not like i'm like oh no man i'm i don't like westerns i'm not gonna do this it's not really like that like right it's just a shooter and if it's good it's good if it's not it's not you know yep 100%. 100%. Uh, so next is tips and tricks. We got Punch-Out, Metroid, SMB. Um, finally get the... my. Uh, I've mentioned it a few times, but you finally get some specificity on the timing for the bald bull charge here uh, The that you got to hit him after the second hop, between the second and third hops, um, uh, which is fucking super critical to be able to beat him. So thanks for that, finally, you pricks. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh... It seems some... like the Super Macho Man fucking uh, advice isn't super helpful either. No, yeah, I mean, yeah, the, the, yeah. It's... Like I said, I didn't play the game, but like I'm reading this and I'm like, nah. It's like if your timing is right, well, if you don't tell me my timing, like then I'm probably not gonna get it. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. It's. Uh, it, but yeah. I know it's like it's fucking written word, so it's kind of hard to explain it. But still, exactly, like, yeah. No, yeah. The, you know, there was a, there was a mention in, I think in the last something like this for for punch on the last one about the bald bull, like telling you to because the second time you fight him, he does. You have to hit. You need. Unless you do, unless you punch him on the on the charge, you have to knock him down at all. You need to have the uppercut, and like so, there's like it gives you all these like basically free opportunities for a fucking upper to get a star out of him to to to, to use uppercuts. Like when he every time he stands up from hitting knocking him down, he does this thing where he raises his hands up and down. And you can punch him in the stomach and get a free star. Right. He does that. He does that periodically throughout fighting him. You know, and there was like a mention of like yeah, you hit him at the right time. Like yeah, fucking that's obvious, dude. <laughs> of uh, whatever. They're just trying to fucking make a magazine here. Right. <laughs> they with something. Uh, well, we're just trying to read and power. criticize them, so that's what we do. Right, 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 right. Uh, so yes, yeah, so we get that fucking cool ass dragon power ad again. Um, 
And then member reviews after that. Uh, and this was, the only thing I wrote down for this was three of the five reviews have the word rad slash radical in them. I noticed that, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, just fucking a snapshot of, of a place in time. Uh, well, the, some of these reviews, so these are written, like, ostensibly by children when they were right. sent in. Right, right, right. But right. some of these, they have to be edited by the by Nintendo Fun Club. Probably either that or maybe their parents, you know. Right. If you're just talking about an adult or a more adult feel than a kid would be able to write, it could easily be. Because I, actually, I have that mentioned for something later on, uh, a score section or something, where the kid, yeah, like you could tell that some of them said, like, I'm writing this for the kid, but some of them did not and, and can, were very clearly edited by an adult that's involved with the fun club. You know? Right. Yeah. I can imagine, like, if you actually wrote what those kids wrote in, it probably would be worthless to. Put right. Yeah. So you I gotta mean, curate it a little bit. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then we get a full page Tecmo ad here, uh, and there's a lot to talk about on this. I think uh, the first thing in it is a title called Dragon Ninja, and this is what you were looking for music for before. Yeah, I got uh, tricked by this. Yeah. Got Ten- and it actually tells you tentative name. Yeah. I yeah. That. Exactly. It writes it on there. Well, that just that alone is interesting that they have that underneath two of the names. Uh, but yeah, it's for Dragon Ninja. It's uh, an exciting game of ninja action is coming soon. Your enjoyment of action games and the dramatic storyline adopting captivating visuals will give you the feeling you are in a movie. Uh, so this is, yeah, obviously Ninja Gaiden, first of all. And second of, uh, uh, of all, like, you know, it's it's talking about movies. and like So they, they had those cinematics in there already, and they knew that they were fucking off the wall. You know, that yeah. you were... That you see something you've never seen before uh which was cool because those are like the cinematics and ninja gaiden are fucking incredible fantastic um so it's really good good in that game too especially in that very beginning section yep 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 yep, yeah uh so yeah yeah the tentative name thing it's it's a weird thing for an ad you know if you think about it from modern perspective you would just never see that (laughs) yeah you're not gonna see that again they're just gonna name the goddamn game yeah they wouldn't pay the, the money would be spent to name the game long before the money would be spent to advertise it because you're not going to, you know, by not having the name available, like that's half the psychological imprinting that you're doing with an advertisement is like, oh, I want this. Yeah, creating this thing. brand awareness that the game, this, this thing is coming and look for that word to give us your money, XYZ down the line. You know, <laughs> like, right. If you go to the fucking toy store and Toys R Us and you're like, hey, let me get Dragon Ninja, they're going to look at you like, what the fuck are you talking about? What the fuck are you talking about? Right. Yeah. Um, you should check so out yeah. Ninja Gaiden, though. Right, yeah. So you had this. It's not coming for another year in the timeline of our little fucking extravaganza here. Uh, but, you know, there, there's certainly much to say about it when we get there because uh, because there's much to say about it. <laughs> yeah, it's a good game. We had it. So uh, we definitely had experience hard with as, it. Hard as fuck, but, yeah, we will have Very much hard. to say about it. Every Nintendo game, it seems like every game's fucking hard. Like, when was the last time we were like, like, this game is no, easy? No, 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 bro. Fucking... Ninja Gaiden is is a whole other level of hard, dude. It's yeah, I know that. I know that. Super fucking hard. That <laughs> that 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 the the monster spawning part. You know, there's part like the platforming combined with some of the monster respawning stuff in that game is just brutal. And I um, bats in that game. It's always yeah. bats. Yeah, fucking bats. Who's fuck bats? Uh, so yeah, Tecmo Baseball, um, tentative name, and the arcade port of Tecmo Bowl. Both are also still a year away, but mentioned here. Uh, oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> Tech Mobile, it's like, coming. Yeah, what are we gonna do when fucking we get to Tech Mobile? Right. Uh, well, we're gonna. Have, yeah, we're gonna play it for sure. I imagine. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, that's an interesting thing. Like sports games in general, like the, as our playthrough thing, will require a whole different uh, approach. 
something. Yeah, you can't talk it's about it. It's not necessarily an end to it, you know. Yeah, yeah it's, it's definitely will require a different, uh, whatever, different approach. I'm sure we will. Uh, next up, scores of fun. Uh, five Tyson beaters, motherfuckers, uh, in here. Uh, you get member tips, order our shit, mailbag puzzles. Um, there is a pretty hilarious letter from a woman whose marriage is basically falling apart. <laughs> Because her husband Jeff hasn't spoken. I saw that. <laughs> because her husband Jeff hasn't spoken to her and about anything uh, other than uh, Legend of Zelda for months. <laughs> right. I was laughing my ass off. And right he's now. like not sleeping or eating or something. I'm trying to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which one are you on? Twenty or tw- uh, uh, think... uh, page twenty-five. Twenty-five already. Okay. okay. Yeah. It's the yeah. the top right corner there. The letter in the top right corner. Dear Nintendo, this year we acquired the Nintendo Entertainment System. <laughs> right oh my god after it, noticing what great fun jeff age 30 was having with this machine i rushed out to purchase legend of zelda since then jeff has spoken to me at the most six words <laughs> <laughs> his sleeping habits have gone from a normal eight hours to quick cat naps the dog lies by a now cold hearth uh hearth which is a very good word to use in a letter to nintendo right. uh Parenthetical, Jeff can't stop chasing dragons to build a fire. And our conversation has changed from discussing the daily news to I got my magic whistle. <laughs> and the next part, which I, which I wrote down, which I just found funny because it's, it's quote, I wha- or he will also say to his wife, quote, I whacked off the dragon's three heads. <laughs> yeah, 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 which yeah. like sexual connotations, I chuckled at it because I'm <laughs> apparently five years old. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's a fucking great letter, top to bottom. It's great. It really. Do you think it's real though? I mean, obviously, <laughs> I don't know. It's awfully creative and well written to come from this. We already established this team of not crack journalists. <laughs> That's a good point because if if they did come up with this, they they nailed the comedy very yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. If the, this must have been a a, a a clever intern or something, because uh, I don't think it was in the in in the. Uh, the makeup of the core team. <laughs> right. And of course, there's a solution to the end of all this because she, uh, was it Mary Lynn? Mary Lynn Lee Reed from Sunnyvale, California. At the end of her letter, she seems to allude to the fact that she's not sure her husband's going to survive much longer. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't look like he will last much longer. Please hurry. <laughs> yeah, please. And then their solution is the, the game counselors. So yeah, it just seemed call- like kind of like an advertisement for the game counselors. Right. Well, I don't know, you know, because that's, that's before it was, I think that was before, it wasn't a 1-900 number. They didn't make any money off that, I don't think. Uh, so they were just, that, that was just a service they offered, I think, as like a... Right. Yeah, I don't think they were charging for it yet. Long distance, but I mean that's not their dollar, you know. Right. I um, hope Jeff made it because that's yeah. Sounds <laughs> I hope Jeff made it. That would, uh, that would be a great uh, fucking I don't know uh, case study hunt or whatever to find that dude. <laughs> yeah, to, like try and find either of them. Like, so right, whatever right, happened, not, and Maryland's yeah. like, we had to fucking divorce. He wouldn't stop playing Zelda. <laughs> got divorced. Fuck it. Yeah. It was terrible. It's one of the worst things that ever happened. <laughs> Zelda ruined my the love, love of my life. <laughs> Uh yeah, and the, so, it, so also yeah, I mentioned it when we were talking about the cover, but they they're selling you know the issues of Nintendo Fun Club News, the back issues, um, justifying those cover prices. First time we've seen that. Uh, and then we get a dude, and you know, there's a, a bunch of ads we've seen already throughout these sections here, but there there is a game tech ad uh, here for Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy, yeah. um, which they are of course you know. Without a doubt, the hottest game shows on television uh, by a mile back at this time. Maybe still today. I don't. I don't even fucking know. <laughs> uh, 
not much of a game show consumer these days, or network television at all, really. But I was always, and I, I'd be curious to know if you remember this, I was more of a Concentration fan, which was all, also Alex Trebek. Do you remember Concentration? Name sounds familiar. I, I, can't, I can't picture it in my head. It was like, <laughs> they had like this, uh, it was like a, I don't even know, fuck, it's so hard to describe. It's like, a, uh, there was like a, a picture behind these panels and you would you had to i think they were mad you had to match panels so the idea was you were matching two things kind of like that card game in super mario 3 where you're matching two right big things and then if you got them right they were prizes and if you got the if you if you match the two prizes <clears throat> you would it would it would remove those from the screen so you could see the the big picture that they were that all these rows of of, of things were blocking <clears throat> and then you got the prize it went on your little board behind you and then the the goal was to get enough of these things off the board so you could decipher what this picture message was behind it. And it was like right. a usually like a like some sort of like phrase or something that was like you know you, like it was like a clever pictorial depiction of a phrase of some kind or something. So like even if you saw it, it still maybe required a little bit of deciphering to, right. to decide what the hell the the the, the answer was. Right, it's a super cool game, and you had like the individual prizes too uh, that you could could accumulate. So that was just a cool thing. But anyways, I was looking at when I was doing the looking around for this. Alex Trebek was doing both that and Jeopardy at the same time. What a fucking workhorse he was yeah. doing! Two fucking game shows, hosting two game shows, uh, and then that got me to. Have you seen his video about being diagnosed with stage four pancreatic cancer? I have not. Oh my god, dude! Look it up. It's the most. It's about the most badass video that a human being could do about your own more likely than death, basically. Yeah, I mean, I um, think stage four is. I think right. that's kind of yeah. It. There's no. Again, I'm not a fucking pancreatic cancer fucking specialist or anything, but oncologist. Yeah. Okay. I was uh, my reading up on it. There's no cure at stage four. Like your right. median survival rate is two to six months. You're supposedly just managing quality of life. And he's cracking jokes in this video about he can't die because he still has two years of contractual <sighs> obligation to the network. <laughs> So like, I I don't know. I just I just hope my death video is at least half as cool as fucking his is because uh, I don't know. It was just very badass to, you know, make to light it like that. To make light of your own impending. You know, he's, there's no fucking tears or anything. He's just fucking. I don't know. It's very cool. Yeah, I mean, yeah, just to be in a place where he feels comfortable with going. That's got to be a really fucking good place to be in. No doubt, no doubt. Yeah, I, I looked it up here. I, I won't watch it right now, but I'll, I'll check it out later. Yeah, it's definitely got to listen to it. It's and then it's a you know a couple minutes. So it's definitely to sit down and do it standalone. But yeah, good. I was always a big Jeopardy fan over uh, Wheel of Fortune. Um, um, I don't. I never really cared for either of those too much. I mean, yeah, Jeopardy is certainly a whole lot more fucking cerebral, obviously, than Wheel of Fortune. Right. Um, Wheel well, of Fortune. Think about like Jeopardy. Wheel of Fortune is like the. It's like the crossword to. Uh, word find disparity. <laughs> you know what right, I mean? Right. Like, morons should be doing word finds. Intelligent human beings doing crosswords. And like, and granted, that's a stereotype and generalization. But uh, you know, the difficulty of the game itself is very is is a is a wide gap. <laughs> right. For sure. And, and like, I, Wheel of Fortune is a easy enough. I didn't play these for Nintendo. I think I played like Jeopardy for computer once, and I cannot imagine there's any difference in the gameplay you can make a jeopardy game today it wouldn't be any different yeah, game, they were yeah game tech made them for, for for pc too like i remember playing those in like sixth grade and shit at, at fucking langston middle school right so, so like i would like play that jeopardy game like a couple times here and there on computer wherever maybe at the middle school but like my, the bitch of it for me was 
and I don't blame them, but it was a for me it was tough specifically because I'm not a fantastic speller. I feel like I have a pretty good vocabulary. And yeah, I no, the text parser is very specific. Yeah, and you get yeah. And if you you could have the right answer and you just can't fucking spell it, and right. you're like, That's <laughs> yeah. too bad for you, man. Yep, 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 yep. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, yeah, so. I actually played both of them just because out, out of curiosity. Uh, they suck compared to real games, but sure. for what they are supposed to be or could be, uh, they're pretty fucking well done, man. I mean, they're very accurate and playable representations of the underlying IP, uh, you know, which is the best you could possibly do, I guess, as a game port of a something like game, that game show, you know. Right. Uh, there, there's a the the there's a pretty fucking dope voice sample of the crowd saying "Wheel of Fortune." You know how like the way "Wheel of Fortune" starts that yeah. "Wheel of uh, Fortune." Right. There's a pretty good version of that when you fight when you first fire up uh, the "Wheel of Fortune" cart or, or ROM rather. Okay. Uh, um, and then you get a very sultry digitized likeness of '80s Top Flight smoke show Vanna White. <laughs> I have <laughs> right to look that up. I, I'm a big yeah, fan like, of sultry Vanna White. <laughs> yeah, like a full screen, just like picture of her with her signature. Uh, right. Like. Yeah, this game has that, <laughs> you know, kind of like, you know, just like there's no Which is a like, big appeal of Wheel of Fortune. Like, I mean, what? if it didn't have Anna White, I would be disappointed. Yeah, no doubt. Um, it, you know, it's, uh, and something, you know, like I said, not good games, but these are probably really good games to get your grandma to sit down and play Nintendo with you. You yeah. know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. Uh, like if you were ever going to trick grandma into playing yep. Nintendo. This or Dr. Mario. My grandma used to play Dr. Mario. This really? Fucking nonstop. Like she literally, my uncle bought uh, my grandma full on a Nintendo. And dude, when you go over to her house, the, the Dr. Mario cart would just be, it wouldn't even be popped up. It would just be in the Nintendo, down. Okay, you <laughs> like at all times. Uh, it never came out of that machine. Uh, huh. Yeah, she's shit out of that. Uh, but yeah, if I probably could have got her to play fucking one of these too if I'd have tried. Right. Um, and the only thing I read, the, the character sprites in Jeopardy fucking irritate me. Just like, just the look of them. <laughs> like, the characters are just kind of fucking annoying looking. Uh, not because they're bad art, just because, just because of the personalities they look like they have. Like, just quickly Google the, 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 like, contestant view of, of, of fucking Jeopardy. Uh, right. NES. Just, I don't know. Like I said, this, they just irritate me. Uh, I don't have any other way to, to describe it. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, the Jeopardy NES game play. Uh, so while you do that, um, we the next thing we had was the Metroid Artist con- Contest, uh, win. Um, which the first fucking place is impressive, dude. <laughs> like this yeah, movie. I actually thought all of these were pretty good. Yeah. I mean, yeah, no question. Considering some were better than others, but yeah, first place, uh, Jeremy Gregory from. Snowmish, Snowmish, Washington. Yeah, what the fuck? Where the fuck? If, if you're out there, Jeremy, I wonder Dude. if he's still doing art. He probably is. He's probably like a fucking works at some fucking Marvel or something, you know? Right. Um. Yeah the 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 third one is kind of frightening to me, dude. <laughs> third place. The one in the bottom left corner there. Yeah, you think? Uh, yeah, even, even as I sit here as a 37 year old grown ass man, it kind of. I don't know. Rub rubs me in a, in a somewhat weird way, and like, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's just very, like, she's you know freaking out, you know. <laughs> right. It's just a very intense representation. Fourth place I like a lot. Scott Clark, Crestwood, uh, Kentucky. So got it got like a like Metroid walking towards the camera with like dark and it's like shadows over the face. It's pretty cool. Yep. yep. Yeah. No. Yeah. They're they're cool. 
I certainly couldn't do anything like this, though I did win a silver scholastic key uh, once for a self-portrait in high school. Ah, dude, the furthest I ever got down, like trying to... Uh, That's a is, national award, by the way. Yeah, what, uh, what is it? What, what do you have to achieve in order to, to obtain that award? You have to draw a fucking kick-ass self-portrait. Oh, it's drawing, okay. Yeah, I did a chalk. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, I won a spelling bee in fifth grade, I recall. I don't, I don't recall. Art, art was never... I, I mean, I remember, I remember going through a phase where I was like trying to teach myself to draw with any sort of competency and using comic books. I remember like literally taking tracing paper and I remember it was a Cyclops and like this like really, really graphic novel uh, version of, of X-Men something or other. This would have been like early nineties and, and trying to like learn the strokes of it or something, you know? Um, right. And it just not good. <laughs> I just can't Never do took. it. Not within my, not in my wheelhouse. You would not have been in these art contests. No, no, I wouldn't right. even have tried to send one in. Um, <laughs> so the next thing we got here is a full pager for Metal Gear uh, from the shell company that Konami used to skirt Nintendo's third-party title limit uh, limitations, Ultra Games. And oh my God, I just climaxed. Like, yeah, I was gonna say you probably have a boner. Yeah, this fucking ad is great. <laughs> it's what we were talking about earlier, in a way, right. like itemized just that lay, the itemized yeah. layout. It's so yeah. fucking cool. So, and this, I mean, this whole game this is, is based on, I mean, I've mentioned before, like, even aside from that point, just games with, like, cool and well done and, and expansive inventories are cool to me. And this is like... You know, as a kid, the all these little gadgets and shit. It's like, you know, an extreme. This is one of the first. This is the first fucking, uh, you know, Metal Gear. The as the franchise is the first um, stealth-minded video game. You know, and this was the first installment of that. So all these gadgets, a lot of them are geared around the idea of, you know, kind of stealthily, obviously stealthily, fucking navigating these. Where you know every other game prior to this, you're just shooting everything around you, you know, and like trying to use intelligence and cleverness to navigate those same environments. Um, so cool, you know, and then the gadgets being an extension of that gameplay mechanic, fucking awesome, you know. Just yeah, so and fun. if I remember correctly, they actually all worked pretty well, like like within the game itself. It wasn't yep. like they didn't feel like they put in these infrared goggles, but they didn't actually really do anything. Like yep, yep. You, know, you needed those for to see the red line so you could navigate these fucking rooms where those things were present, you know. Yeah, just it they it's ugh, it's a good game. Right. And I yeah, I really really I had it first of all and uh there are, you know, it granted it, it there are a lot of shortcomings and the translation is a fucking dumpster fire right. this, this was a it was a MSX release. It was ported to NES and um if I recall correctly, I want to say that the guy who designed it like wouldn't get involved with the NES version or maybe it was a sequel he wouldn't do, I don't know. But um it's not a perfect port by any length, and the the translations are fucked up in a lot of places. Um, yeah, there's 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 things wrong with it, no question. But I mean, again, it was just so revolutionary as far as the in trailblazing with the the whole stealth minded approach to it. That I can deal with all those shortcomings, no problem. Right. Uh, yeah, the, the one a fun piece of trivia. If you didn't know this already, it's a very common thing uh, about it. But the cover art is a blatantly ripped off Terminator box art. The the, the first Terminator. If you Google the fucking poster, for oh, the, and it is a dude. Ver, I mean, just carbon copy reskinning of the picture on the on the on the Terminator um, poster. 
Right. And, let me check and, this. And, out. The, and the timing of the of those releases are also damn near identical. <laughs> so like, you know, there's no getting around that that it's stolen. <laughs> right. Yeah. It definitely. Yeah. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. That's shameless. Yeah. Um. But Terminator poster is cool, and so is the cover art for this. <laughs> I actually, I actually prefer the Metal Gear version. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fuck the you, oil, Arnold. Oil painting deal is a cool way to do it. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's fucking. It's, it's that's a good game. I never got to play it as much as you did. I feel like you kind of hogged that one and wouldn't let me get at it. But uh, I remember watching you play it, and I remember that fondly. So yeah, uh, yeah, it's good, dude. It's good. I, I mean, spoiler alert: it is in my fucking nomination for sure. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's not a game I would put in my list because it's not a game you can just pick up and fuck around with. I mean, that Metal Gear is. Uh, you got you still got to sit down and dedicate brain fucking wave activity <laughs> right, right. Uh, to, to fucking to get anywhere in that game uh it is not it's not like just a fun fuck around at all game right um and it's definitely in-depth fucking undertaking um so yeah yeah i guess yeah the last thing i wrote here was uh it came out in june so it is game ep eligible biatch <laughs> yeah. i just want to make that clear i expect to hear about it later uh, it's, it's good. It's, it's we know it's a good game, but why do I feel like we didn't see a whole lot of advertising for it before this? Uh, well, because, I mean, we didn't. Yeah, this is the first appearance of the ad. Obviously, right? right. Fucking, we would have spent a long time on it. Um, it's well, it's because it, it's again. This is a this is a thing in general, man. I mentioned this before we started recording. Like the the usage of this magazine as a marketing tool by the companies who are paying for the advertising the way they are approaching that is 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 evolving along with the magazine in that they are now using it with lead time as like a buildup of anticipation and a buildup of awareness prior to the release uh as opposed to so many of the early episodes or the early issues you know those all the advertising was of existing things that were already out so it's just a I don't, you know I, I don't know if that's a derivative of just you know, well, it's more frequent now. You know, the, the magazine is now coming every other month as opposed to every other fucking four months. So, like, they're they're able to time it with a little more planning, a little a little more predictability. So, I'm sure that's part of it. But yeah, I mean, this is it, it's coming out in June. This is the April May episode or issue, uh, and so they wanted you to be aware of it when it hits shelves next month. You know, what right, I mean? right, uh, which is probably how it should be. <laughs> right. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I don't remember. I mean, I clearly I didn't have these, so like, I, don't, I wonder how I would have gotten, you know, it, it was probably the box art. I mean, back then, you know, I didn't have any way. I wasn't reading, I didn't have access to these magazines, but I definitely bought this out of a store myself, you know. Mm -hmm. um, I believe I picked out out of the store. I want to say my mom got it for me. Okay. Um, yeah, I remember, you know, dude, yeah, the, oh, the instruction manual is fucking awesome. It's, <laughs> it's, it's right. a really, really good game, and I remember, yeah, just being enthralled by it. Um, and I'm sure, I mean, I can see that box art sitting on a shelf 100% just screaming to me to buy it. Like, <laughs> I think that's how I ended up with Final Fantasy because, like, as I mentioned, I think when maybe the first episode, I have a Final Fantasy tattoo, so I obviously really like Final Fantasy 1. But, like, I got it when I was, like, 5. And my mom and dad knew absolutely nothing about video games at all. So I asked my dad a few years back, I was like, why? Like, I was like, do you remember Final Fantasy? And I, like, pulled up the, you know, the the cover art on my phone he's like yeah i kind of remember that i was like how the hell like why the hell did you buy that game for me and i feel like his answer was like oh you like the cover 
super cool, like, dude. That simple. And like, yeah, it happened to both of us where like it's the fucking cover art draws you in for whatever reason right. and then it becomes so, yeah, like so much more important, dude, back then than it really was, yeah. Because you have so much access to like information now about right. games before they come out. Like you know everything about the game. Yep, yep, yep. You know, whereas this you had almost no exposure at all. Yep. So different time. A. Yep, different time. Uh, and the last thing in this, the back cover worth mentioning. Uh, it's got this new, uh, like, pretty badass Power Boosters campaign. It's mm-hmm. like a, an ad for an array of proprietary Nintendo products, games, controllers, Zapper, the official player's guide up top there. Uh, kind of like blasting off like a rocket as, as one unified thing, which is cool and new. And that is issue six of Nintendo Fun Club News. And that is the Metal Gear Jungle area theme, bringing us in to issue seven of Nintendo Fun Club News here. And this is the June-July issue, uh, June-July 1988, and uh, it's two fifty again, it's cover price. And it is the last issue of Nintendo Fun Club News ever. Yeah. <laughs> and they go to Nintendo Power after this. Right. right and to right. finish up, they do the 1988 sports wrap-up with this issue. Right, which, uh, judging by the game boxes stacked on this uh, ethnically ambiguous NES enthusiast TV. (laughs) uh, (laughs) It really is, yeah. Yeah, we're we're talking Ice Hockey, Rad Racer, RC Pro-Am, Pro Wrestling, and Punch-Out. There's only two bullet points they they, they copped out on this last episode here. Uh, Sports tips and advanced Metroid techniques. Uh, I guess the staff is just phoning in the last issue here. And uh, this is the... uh, only physical issue of Nintendo Fun Club News I ever had. Oh. Uh, I got it from Ted, uh, and it was in tattered shambles, but still seemed like a really... like I, He gave it to me, I remember, after I had started getting Nintendo Power um, as a subscription, and I remember adding it to my little fucking collection, and it like feeling like a really exotic relic to be adding to my collection, you know what I mean? Right. Um, which was which was certainly cool, because yeah, I didn't even... like. I remember, you know, when I found them at his house, I was like, I, I was probably my mine was probably blown. I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> How do I not know about this? Did yeah. he have all the issues? Uh, he did not. He, I remember he also had the Zelda one, the the one prior. Okay. Uh, so yeah, he he probably he must have joined. I, I, I wish he I wish he I could dude. I wish he had like the letter or whatever when he joined the Nintendo Fun Club, which is I assume is how he got them. You know, like a, right. An incredible to have if he had his letter. I'm surprised he doesn't. He's fucking just as bad, if not worse, than me. Yeah, you two are very similar <laughs> when it comes to like collecting and fucking. You know. Um, uh, what's what's the word? Hermetically sealing our collectibles. Like I'd be surprised if he did not have, <laughs> have, yeah. a, have it somewhere. Um, uh, so yeah, so that, that's that's the cover. And then on the inside cover, uh, we get another ultra ad here, and it's telling us to get psyched, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, for some 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 pretty, uh, yet to be released fire here, uh, or some 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 pretty fire that's yet to be released rather. Uh, and it's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Skate or Die, and Defender of the Crown. Uh, the former two are hitting in October, and the latter in November. So, uh, you know, not out yet, but certainly looking forward to all three, Konami. <laughs> right, for sure. Uh, which is who this is, as I mentioned. Ultra is just a shell company. 
Uh, and then we get into Howie's. Uh, he drops the fucking atomic bomb on us here, and the press says that Nintendo Fun Club News is dead, and uh, long live Nintendo Power. Right. Uh, and it tells you that it tells you to keep your back issues for reference on tips of many of your favorite games, and to sell on eBay thirty years later for a million dollars. Don't get rid of these; they're going to be worth a lot of money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah a lot of fucking dough. Have you looked up how much they are on eBay? Uh, yeah, I was like, yeah, I, early on I was. There's, you can get some of them for not too bad. They're not a million dollars. To get them, like, you know, really good condition costs some dough. What, uh, how much are we talking? Uh, I don't remember offhand, but I mean, I want to say, like, normally, like, maybe 20 bucks for, okay. yeah, so not bad to get, like, a, a used hands have been on issue. Um, so yeah, they, yeah, they're not horrifically scarce or anything. Right. As you might think they could be. Um, turning the page over, we get, uh, we're onward to a Metroid for Masters only feature, which I guess is good that I'm reading this. I forgot that I read this. <laughs> Although, I don't know, it's, it's basically a brush over of this, of the more advanced weapons in the game. Uh, the, so, yeah, I've, ne- I've never had any of these except the bombs, um, which you get right at the very beginning, basically, um, just to demonstrate again how not far into this game I've been. Uh, I, I've, then the, the, it mentioned with the bombs. It mentions this fucking tactic that I just I can't fucking do, dude. I I I remember reading this as a kid, not being able to do it. And like the idea is that you can like time your bombs to work your way up walls and stuff, like to mm-hmm. like blow yourself up into the air, like incrementally. And like I I I, I mean, you can only lay two or three at a time, and they, there's a delay in them going off, as of course a bomb would need to have, and. I just don't. I have no idea how it could. I guess maybe I need to watch a video because there's yeah, there's definitely parts of the game. I don't know if you need one hundred. I think you do need it to get past certain parts at all. But there are definitely areas that are more easily gotten to and things that are only that are accessible that help you out pickup wise that you need that tactic and like it's fucking super hard. <laughs> huh. Really. Yeah really hard to do yeah i know that's like a i can't think of any other games but like yeah definitely using your own explosives to like boost your jump and whatnot's a, a thing that games do but yeah i never actually again i never played this game all that much so i'm not familiar with that at all uh, do, the, do the bombs damage you they do not damage you they do clearly though they, they propel you and that they, they they can fuck you up and propel you into something that does damage you or, right yeah right. And they, they're like platforming stuff like one of the having played it more than I'd ever played it in the past couple days here. Uh, one of the ways to deal with those vertical platforming areas where you have to climb up, uh, they're kind of like interconnecting hallways. A lot of them have those little things that move around and uh, the outsides of the platforms, these little fucking chomper or these little fucking, I don't know what they are, uh, little monsters that crawl around. And like the way to kill those when you're ascending, really, I, I found the most efficient way is to use your bombs. Like you move to one side of the platform as they're coming on, around the bottom side of it, drop a few bombs, and you got to roll your ass to the other side of the platform before they explode or they'll blow you right off the platform. So like right. I've like developed this little thing with like a bombing tactic for those and like learning that required def- I definitely got my ass blown off some platforms. <laughs> there, was a, there was a learning curve. Yes, 100%. So um, that is definitely something to take into consideration with using the bombs at all, is that they can fucking blow your ass wherever. But that's also how clearly how that you use this tactic. And exactly. Yeah, so I mean, because I've never really used any of these things, I don't have much to fucking say about this section. Uh, <laughs> it, it shares the page with uh, ads telling us a little more about the upcoming Tecmo Baseball and Tecmo Bowl. Um, 
Games from Tecmo. Uh, and this, I, I, this is where I noticed uh, something that was kind of funny to me. The addresses for these game companies sound depressing as fuck, dude. They're all like, <laughs> like this Victoria Business Park in Carson, California is here. The Ultra One on the inside cover is for Wooddale, Illinois. They sound like such shitty little places. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I can kind of picture a Victoria Business Park. <laughs> oh, yeah, 100%. I can kind of picture it in California, and it probably sucks. Yeah, it probably sucks. And Wooddale, Illinois cannot what- be cool place <laughs> what I, I actually noticed that too it's in my notes is i like the fact that they're including their address at all right yeah it's is weird. kind of incredible because that's how you that only way to communicate with them you know that's right? really their only way like nowadays like fucking video game companies do not want to talk to you like they're, <laughs> yeah they're not yeah, gonna make it any easier for you to contact them yeah for sure uh though just in a general sense it is easier to ignore shit coming into your mailbox than it is for fucking to be pestered uh like tweeting at them or something yeah by by emails and shit hitting their fucking phone constantly or whatever right not that email not that general inquiry business emails will be hitting anyone's phone i don't think at a game company but um anyhow uh, so yeah, they're, they're, the next thing is, is their stuff and things thing. They're, they're trying to sell you their shit really early in this issue, which I thought was a funny change too. Um, it's on page six, that's the stuff and things section, uh, which is way earlier than it's ever been in the earlier ones. Uh, and then you get a full page ad for Taito. Uh, mostly shit we've seen, but they mention upcoming, uh, games, uh, Bubble Bobble, which is December 88, and then Operation Wolf. Uh, uh, which is 89, which are both arcade ports. Um, I like both those games. Do you remember either of those games? Bubble yeah, Bobble. I like Bubble Bobble a lot, actually. It's, it's fun. It, it's a fun couch co-op game, actually. Uh, I never played I don't know that I played it co-op, but I, I remember being no, enjoying the game, yeah. I yeah. didn't realize that was, a, that was an arcade game? Yep, yep, both huh. these. Well, Taito in general, all these games are, are arcade ports, dude. Taito is a fucking arcade game. Arcade company. Oh, they, they also did the uh, Renegade um, yep. ad that was like... In the, the subways of yep. New York City, and it just like a bunch of punks with like spiked jackets running around beating the shit out of you, as if yep, that's yep. actually the subway experience. <laughs> well, back in the back in the eighties, it was closer to that than it is now. But yeah, yeah, closer. I find it hard to believe that was the actual experience. A little extreme, probably. Right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the, dude, it's, it's that's a fun Google if you want to look up just like like the late seventies, early eighties. New York City was a fucked up place, and yeah. the, the the subway. You know, there's some like some artists and shit that have done kind of like super old school documentary, uh, really grainy documentary work and stuff uh, of the of the subways in the, in the late 70s, early 80s. And it's fucking interesting, dude. There is. It's crazy. It's a crazy environment. <laughs> uh, I, I should watch that. And uh, maybe Renegade's not actually that far off. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like I said, a little extreme, <laughs> but it was a fucked up place at that time. Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, so that's that. And then we get our third-party special review here, Louis Reviewy, and it's Wizards and Warriors, which we know uh, a lot about already. <laughs> I, I, I read through this review, and I, I felt like I, they didn't tell me much that I didn't know, so I felt like that means we played the game well. Right. Well, yeah, that, that was it was just the first thing I wrote was it was just you know super interesting to have just really played this for the first time and then be reading this article trying to sell it to me for right. the first time after the fact. It was just a really weird um, dynamic, I guess. Because, uh, yeah, I mean, we, we've covered before all these. None of these are they're just advertisements, you know, they're just right. link, linkly advertisements. Uh, so, yeah, it is just trying to sell it to you. It's not any helpful, any fucking information. It doesn't really. actually explain like gameplay or anything like that. It's certainly not criticizing anything. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I wrote it. It's, it's, uh, I was nine-tenths of the way through this, 
and thinking every single word of this article was a completely worthless and nothing more than a bad sales pitch. <laughs> but right. he talks about the potions. Did you see this? He no, talks about the fucking potions and very specifically mentions the blue potion allows you to run up the stone ramp in the lava caverns. No That's way. Verbatim. That's verbatim, dude. What the fuck? Let me see. Is it <laughs> is it page nine of the actual thing? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, how to spot special items, I want to say. Yeah, the bottom of the middle column of text on the, on the page nine. The blue potion allows you to run up the stone ramp in the lava caverns. Wow. Wow, that actually right? is super helpful. That is super fucking helpful. And it was not in the instruction manual. So that was not a cut and paste thing, you know, uh, which so much of this is kind of basically. And yeah, I mean, it, it must like I, my thinking is it was like, you know, was it universal user feedback? Like, was it a use a universal user feedback gripe that they tried to right the wrong of by feeding that info to Nintendo for this article? You know, <laughs> like, right. Like, I wonder if they were like, we're getting so many fucking calls to the counselors or people are writing in and they can't figure this shit out. Just tell them how to do it. Right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that that just blew my. I mean, I've had like a, I needed to like stand up and take a lap around my apartment for a second after reading that. I was like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> Jeez, that would have been fucking useful a few weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that was fun. Uh, yeah. No, it's it's a cool one. It's got some cool little like D and D kind of artwork at the bottom of. Uh, uh, what are we doing for this? Are we doing page ten as far as the uh, CBR reader goes? Or are we going to call that page nine? Well, it's page nine in the what I, what I, the way I keep describing it is page nine in the magazine as opposed okay. to the, the reader because it has that bullshit page at the top that yeah. they fucks the, everything up the archival thing yeah right so, yeah. yeah but it's got some cool artwork at the bottom here so yeah. well um, I think the I mean I think these are direct I mean, these are just exact parts of the cover I believe like they're uh, just yeah I mean the the one from the last page the first page yeah I guess the, the bottom one is a little bit I think it's I, I think you know what I think it is dude. Look at the cover. That is a, it's just, it's just yeah. a mirroring of the bottom right corner of the box, basically. Yep, because at the top of this, uh, the top of page nine in the magazine, it's, it's got that the... ominous face, right, yep. in the castle. And that's literally just a strip out, out from, a, that's you know, the top. They, they, they took this, they, they photoshopped or whatever the 80s equivalent of photoshopping is, the, the sword out of that. And then, yeah, the, um, obviously the warrior is the exact pose that he is on the cover too, you know, so yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I still like the uh, yeah, no, that's the good. demons we, with the axes here. Yep, yeah, we said the fucking cover art's cool. If you're gonna repurpose and 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 regurgitate anything, uh, at least make it cool shit. <laughs> right. Uh, and that's what they did. So cool. Uh, and the next thing up here is a another full pager, uh, for LJN's old and new wave of titles. Uh, in their interactive, interactive lineup. Uh, new additions from that last ad are X-Men, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Friday the 13th, A Nightmare on Elm Street, and NFL Football. And the, the fucking, these fucking cunts literally licensed every single cool thing that existed in the late 80s. Oh, yeah, they really did. Yeah, you like, look at this, and that's all of it. Yeah, yeah like, fuck them, man. I, I, but you do it, you, you have to do, you have to take your hat off to them, I guess, that from a business perspective, they didn't dilly-dally around. No, they moved the quick. The things that they acquired, you know? Right. Uh, can't talk shit to them about that, even even if a lot of the interpretations of those properties were shit. Yeah, I'm sure their stock price at the time did not give a shit about your opinion. Right, right. I wonder if they were publicly traded. Well, I, th I think they're. I think they were owned by some major toy company, actually. Uh, so fucking... Do you remember any of those games? Yeah, for uh, sure. Besides the obvious, like Jaws, we talked about. I think yeah, no, I played all, all. Nightmare on Elm Street was the only one that I didn't have a lot of exposure to. I mean, none of these come out till '89, so I don't want to get into them too heavy. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I played all of them 
uh, I, I think I even I I might have rented a Nightmare on Elm Street once, but I think it was pretty shitty, and I didn't get into it, uh, and I didn't really enjoy it. But I might be wrong about that, and it, I would certainly when we get to it, I will 100% fire it up to see if it's any good. But right, I think like I'm, I'm remembering Roger Rabbit in my head. Yeah, and I love, for I some reason the way I'm remembering it, I'm like this might secretly be a really good game. Yeah, it gets it's. It's one of those. It's another one of those games that a lot of people say shitty things about, but I think it's pretty fucking good. It's pretty. Right. It's it's very different. There's this whole thing where you're going around and trying to get those parts of the will, yeah. uh, the whoever's will that is that you need for whatever fucking reason within that story. But like the movie, I fucking love that movie. The movie's great, yeah. and uh, I I felt like it was a pretty honest representation or interpretation again of uh, as much as I just said LJN didn't do that. Uh, <laughs> it was a pretty good interpretation uh, of creating a game out of that uh, out of that movie. You know, right. like a very weird, unique thing. Uh, the movie is. Yeah, I definitely want to check that one out when we get to it. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, another sneak peeks thing, Mario 2 again. Uh, and it's telling you there's going to be an 18-page feature on it in the first issue of Nintendo Power. So oh, comparatively, wow. comparatively, an entire fucking magazine. <laughs> yeah, it really is, yeah. yeah. 18 pages, holy shit. Yeah. Uh, and the uh, we talked about it uh, earlier in the last thing. We were talking about fucking Adventure Link, but it, it mentions the chip shortage here. Um, and that, you know, they, you won't be getting... Zelda 2 for quite some time. Yeah, so what, I mean, you you seem to know more about that. I've only heard about it, and I saw it mentioned here, like, j- again, just like a create, so there was an actual Yeah, like the actual, yeah, the, the ROMs that are in the cartridges were, you know, they, because Nintendo, that's that was the whole thing with the licensing. Like, Nintendo ma- manufactured the carts. They, when companies wanted to make a game, and this was why Ultra was created by Konami to give them a workaround around this. You would Nintendo would tell these companies like, okay, you want to do a game? You're submitting this game as a Nintendo game. We have we are allotting you X number of, of cartridges and in turn ROMs, you know, uh, to um, to have with this game on it. You send us the money and the ROM image. We will put it on the fucking cartridges for you, and we will send you the cartridges uh, to sell. You know, and um, there was a finite number of those cartridges. There always was. Like, there was an intentional thing they did to limit, you know, so there just wasn't an oversaturation. They Not only was, like, the number of allotments per company, but just the total allotment of, of games. Uh, I'm sure there was probably some level of they wanted, um, you know scarcity is an extreme way to put it but they you know obviously like demand is created by a lack of availability right in a general economic sense so you know there was some level of i think motive in that direction behind their philosophy on this and you know for whatever reason there was uh, around this time there they some shit i don't know i i i would have to look it up again I'm, i probably have read it at some point i don't recall but i you know for some reason or another they just didn't have enough at, at this time they ran out of them and a whole bunch of shit got fucked up uh, Timeline-wise and like availability-wise, there was a scarcity um, in, in carts, and they Zelda, I guess, was one of the titles. Maybe it was the only title. From it. Yeah, again, I don't remember the specifics offhand as far as like how it actually played out. But um, Link was, or Adventure to Link was, without a doubt, one that was affected by it in a large-scale way, and it, it yeah it delayed the fucker by months. Yeah. 
but you know it came out just in time for christmas so like, that's what i mean like it's kind of like uh... <laughs> yeah, like that's a little suspicious but okay <laughs> yeah the timing of you getting your writing your rom fucking ship uh just in time for christmas is very interesting but right and for all the games that that would have been affected by it i don't know them all maybe you do or we could look them up or whatever but like it seems like the follow-up to maybe easily one of your most successful games to date like that would be the last like i would be like okay we're definitely using the rom the chips for yeah. zelda 2 we'll, we'll stop cranking out and, copies of baseball for a few months and yeah <laughs> and 1943 can go fuck itself for a month <laughs> yeah right right yeah no that's a you know there's certainly a lot of fishy elements to it i don't know um Maybe, yeah, I don't know, I, I would have to do more research on that. But that's but. another interesting thing. I, mean, I guess I, I'm trying to think of like the comparison for what the modern day thing would be, and I don't know if they're like, obviously games don't have chips in them anymore, but systems do, and like maybe somebody could point me to an article that says, you know, oh, Xbox 360 had an issue with their chips or some sort of fucking hardware that... Well, because no, those, that, that's, you know, they... Well, I don't know, so they, 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 are, they are, I don't think they're... Because I wanted to say like this would never happen again, but it, you know it, it, it right. could. In well, yeah, I, I don't know this. I don't know this. I don't know enough about the technical specs of the PS4 and the um, Xbox One. Xbox, yeah, the, whatever the new Xbox is. I don't even know the name of it. But the uh, like whatever like are the mediums just are they some sort of standard? Are they a Blu-ray? Or are they are they some sort? Of, are they a different? Uh, some sort of proprietary media that the, the, the discs that you know and obviously the, the, yeah you couldn't know because now you can download things so no uh, right. but prior to that becoming a, a, a really feasible thing uh, which is not that long ago um, I believe like I, mean, I want to say like PlayStation 2 discs were not just fucking CD-ROMs they were like they had that black bottom or whatever you know they were like yeah some sort it was of, a little something different right so you know that that was probably a, a proprietary technology that could theoretically have been finite in some way shape or form but right. yeah i mean probably there was probably a much better fucking inventory management system <laughs> in place than nintendo had at the time yeah i don't know it, it, it's very fishy and it's certainly something that's that would be an interesting um uh research project for sure yeah for sure um yeah it's just so, crazy to think that there was actually a chip shortage that that kind of blew my mind a little bit but right uh, especially for that game that's such a groundbreaking thing right uh so then we yeah this this uh they're telling you about how this section, like the, basically how this, uh, and there's so much of this in this ep, in this issue uh, of kind of Nintendo Power previewing um, and and priming you for that and trying to get you to subscribe to it, <laughs> uh, telling you how like the way that this section is going to be, you know, how it's morphing into the Nintendo Power construct you know pack watch is what this will be called in the new in the new issues uh and that there'll be a release date calendar which might seem like no big deal now but at that time that kind of specificity about release dates and shit did not exist and was not available anywhere so that was like a very attractive thing maybe to be teasing you know right i mean you could easily imagine them like presenting it in a way that a kid would like you know get this page and they could like you know Put it somewhere and then you know count right. the days. Well, down yeah, they, they actually funny. You, funny you fucking say that because <clears throat> when we get to the first Nintendo Power ad, that is they did. They did exactly. Right. That. Does not surprise me at all. Yep, and you mentioned it already in, in a joke, but the we got an ad for Capcom sequel to 1942, uh, ever so creatively titled 1943, and uh, 43 did come after 42, so <laughs> yeah, it did. Not that's that it's, crazy. It's a logical name, but that right. doesn't, that doesn't make it creative. They did tack on a surname, Battle of Midway, but nonetheless. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's very interesting that an entire team of Japanese developers created a franchise where a big swinging dick U.S. fighter pilot shoots down countless Japanese military targets. <laughs> right. <laughs> like it's, and the, it's, the, the Battle of Midway was actually the, 
uh, historians don't like to use the word or concept turning point, but like after Midway and the America defeated the Japanese uh, carrier fleet there, there was no way, there's no possible path to victory for Japan at that point. So yeah, they're kind of like, yeah, that is weird. Yep. Proof that that they would necessarily be like, you know, still rah, rah, Imperial Japan, but like, you know. Well, there's some, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's still some national pride, you would think. Uh, right. or you would not think, for sure. <laughs> right. uh, hey, there's got to be a little of that going on. Right. So, yeah, it's, it, you know, it, it's, it's proof that the almighty dollar means more than anything, is what it is. <laughs> right. And it's, it's probably why you don't see a lot of, uh, uh, I, I can't actually think of a single Vietnam first-person shooter that has ever existed. Not off the top of my head, at least. Uh, Call of Duty has never done Vietnam. Not that I know of. Yeah. Uh, there's Platoon. It's not a first-person shooter, but right. Platoon is it's the still, other. yeah, okay. No, that's that's a fair that's a fair one. That game sucked shit though. Um, <laughs> movie's, good. <laughs> movie's good. Game sucks shit. Uh, I was just talking about that. Yeah, it's it's definitely that's that's if you've never seen that's worth watching. The fucking talent in it, the the, the uh, actor rosters off the fucking. Oh, wall. I'm fucking sick, so Maybe. I'm not doing anything today. Maybe I'll watch it tonight. It's uh, Oliver Stone, so expect a very skewed perspective, but right. It's it's good. It's certainly worth a watch. Uh, get tips and tricks it's up next, and they've combined pro tips and member submissions now into one deal. Uh, and I like that. Uh, the only thing I wrote down was I like the Rad Racer pausing tip to save time when you crash. Yeah, I saw that the start select thing. Yep, filing yeah. that for when I do crack it off my list to play <laughs> here and there. Uh, and then you get a Konami full pager with some pretty hot shit coming at us. <laughs> uh, Life Force is the only one that's out as of these new stand dates. Uh, but we all, we also have Blades of Steel, which we've already talked. Super fun title for our own purposes. Uh, the Adventures of Bayou Billy, Castlevania Two, Simon's Quest, and yeah, exactly, big deal. And track and field. It's funny that we haven't even talked about Castlevania One yet. Uh, right. Yeah. It's huge oversight. I'm sure. You know, I have no doubt that it'll be. It'll have placement in places in the later episodes of Nintendo Power, so we will get to it. But it's interesting that. That's such a historic title, and it's never even been mentioned. It's a perfect example of the proprietary preferences or uh, focus of this magazine. The fact right. that it's inc- uh, you know incredibly popular, well-known game didn't even get mentioned yet. Right, um, and it's not like considered for like, hey, write in and vote your favorite game for Nintendo. Yeah, or, like, yeah, well, my favorite uh, game is Castlevania One, dickhead, and yeah. you're talking about pro wrestling. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Um, yep. No doubt. Uh, and yeah, so those are all, all those are coming by fall of 88. So they all are relatively close, but not quite out yet. Um, Ted had Life Force. Uh, he and I used to co-op it every now and again, and it's uh, for sure solid on that front. Um, had you, does Life Force ring a bell for you at all? Not at all. The only ones that rang a bell here were uh, Blade of Steel, Bayou Billy, and Simon's Quest. So nothing yeah. on Life Force there. Uh, it's it's like it's it's very I mean it uses the Konami code it's 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 like a, it's basically an aerial shooter version of Contra. Okay. It, it, it there's just so many parallels to the feel of it and the way it works and even the setting because the whole idea is which is very cool actually. Um, the the story is you're like inside some alien life form. And like you're like flying through this alien, basically different parts of this alien, and the environment itself is trying to stop. Oh it. my god, that's right. The fucking cover is so cool. Yeah, the impasses that yeah. like, they, like grow out of the walls and st- stuff, and, and it's not just shit flying around. Uh, is very, you know, Contra is about defeating this alien <clears throat> fucking entity of some kind, you know. Right. Uh, 
So it's a lot of parallels, I feel, storyline-wise. Yeah, um, I'm looking at the, the gameplay screens now. and it's I, I've definitely seen this before. I yeah. didn't play it much, but yeah, I've seen it. I would imagine we at least popped it in over Ted's or something at some, some point or, or something and played it, played it together before. Uh, yeah, and you know, I've said before, fucking aerial shooter is not my thing, uh, particularly of a sci-fi nature, but this is about as good as that genre can get, I think. I was going to say, it's funny you keep saying that, and then you keep, then you keep qualifying it by saying, but I like this one. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't like fucking shooters, but I like this one. Every now and then. well, you know, that's I I think that is a badge of uh, it, it, that's a positive jab. That, that is I'm not, it absolutely that, is commendable. That I'm not close-minded uh, right. to them entirely. Uh, so yeah, it's, it it is one-hit death bullshit, but just like in Contra, and, and it is too. You have the Konami up, up, down, down jam uh, at your disposal to circumvent that extreme difficulty if you want to, if you don't want to play it uh, as originally intended, and and have a little more stress-free of an experience. And dude, I mean, yeah, I. I Played fucking the first few levels of it, and I I think it's got to go on the list, man. Nice. <laughs> first aerial shooter, and maybe the last, but it, it goes on the list. But there it is, right? Yeah. Um, and yeah, of course. I mean, like you said, fucking those, these games coming down the pipe. Looking forward to those. Capital, Simon's Quest in particular. That's another one that just everyone shits on, and I fucking absolutely love. It's it's. I don't like the other Castlevania games, dude. I don't like one or three, and Castlevania Two is the only one that I even have any interest in playing. Uh, and maybe that's a fault that I should fix, and, and maybe we will fix that by right. by playing them but um castlevania 2 is by far the one that i played the most of and i you know because it has rpg elements the other right, ones ex- exactly i mean twos it's it's hard yeah and it gets like it gets like a little like you know obtuse it's a little obtuse that's some of the translation you hard at a certain point like there's that yeah. part where you have to like kneel down right things and like hold it that's yeah. fucking crazy dude and, they, and the thing is and this is one of the big gripes about it uh people say like they're Characters blatantly lie to you. Like NPCs lie to you, lie to you right to your fucking face about things. <laughs> and like, why is that? Like, that's how the world is. <laughs> you know, like right. that to me is not. Uh, you know, granted, again, the happy medium will never will never find. But like, the idea that there will be some deception by the NPCs is like Isn't to me that I, crazy. I guess. Yeah, it's it's not crazy, but it's just a it's a massive plus to me because why would everyone tell you the exactly right thing especially in this world where all the shits these crazy ass things are going on it's popping uh, off you know like clearly there's some bad people or some bad entities in this in this in this world in this, right. in this story world why wouldn't someone lie to you but whatevs right i feel it. we'll talk about it when we get to it yep eventually. yep 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 uh next up <clears throat> two page spread advert for nintendo power subscriptions cute dog uh, in this one yeah, yeah, super cute dog. You got the uh, you got these three shithead cul-de-sac inhabitant teens doing their uh, and their dog, yeah, geeking out over the, the over over top of the first issue, complete with the the Mario two. Um, you know, it's not the final cover that you end up seeing on the issue, but uh, you know, it is Mario two on the cover there, um, and it does have what would be they've already figured out the the official Nintendo Power logo that would be in place for you know. I, I don't think I think it ended up getting fucked with a little bit towards the end of Nintendo Power's run, uh, modded a little bit, but for a very long time, like that was the exact logo. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the, the general template that they're going to yep. use. And those little pins that they, they, would, they would give you for subscribing down the road, and they unfortunately are not offering yet, but um, that's how the pin looked. Very cool. And what is it for the uh, subscription here? There are, it's $21 a year. Well, that, uh, that's, that's cover price. They they they, they right. if you do the the six issue year subscription you get it you 15. you get a discount to fifteen bucks yeah which seems pretty hot actually yeah I mean yeah it's I mean again you know we were kind of talking two fifty three fifty but I mean it's a hundred these are over a hundred pages like it's such a a better value 
I think three this at three fifty versus twenty eight pages of which maybe fourteen of it, you know, half of it ish are are useful content as opposed to the ads and just kind of filler puzzles and bullshit like that. Right. Like Nintendo Power had immensely more value to it. Right. Um, than these did. And you got a calendar. Uh, yeah, so yeah, that's what you mentioned. Yeah, you get a calendar with car releases date on it. Uh, right. Which, you know, it's pretty fucking hot and it would have been really cool. Uh, I should, I'm surprised I didn't, I'll add that to the show notes actually. I'll Google that because uh, I want to see it for myself. Um, Why do I feel like I can kind of picture it? I, I cannot. I mean, I, I remember a lot of those posters and I had some of them. NES, but... NES, and Nintendo Power calendar. Like, I feel oh, like I'm going to oh, Google it right now and it'll, it'll. No, dude, you're thinking of those calendars that you got from this classic book club, dude. And those were cool and they were Nintendo licensed. They were official Nintendo things, but that wasn't, they were like real calendars that they sold. They were not, they were not like what I assume this is. It's definitely, uh, definitely no, not... I'm pretty no. sure you fucking had this. I, I just looked it up. Nintendo Power. The Power Game 91, 1991 calendar. This is that's ninety one, dude. No, this is fucking nineteen eighty eight. Oh, we're talking right, here. right, yeah, 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 yeah. No, you, yeah, I did have those. I had the first two of them. I remember, I remember them explicitly, <laughs> right. uh, and I had them for sure. But that's not what this is. That oh, did not okay. have release dates, and it had, you know, there was. It's just each each month was a game, um, and yeah, they just had. It was a normal yeah, my calendar. tentative search here for eighty eight is not turning up anything. I'm not going to stick on it, but yeah, I'd like to know what that looks like. Yeah, I'll show notes it for sure. I'll look that up. I want to know what it looks. Like. Um, so yeah, man, mine. So this is the sports wrap up, and I feel like we have not talked about sports a lot yet. Uh, not yet. Yeah. Well, uh, before we even get to that, I wanted to say like fucking this. You know, they've done it. I, I am. I am on board. Let me steal Mad Mike's checkbook and let's get down to business for this fifteen bucks. <laughs> like, like, I am. I am subscribed. You know. Um, they hooked me here with that ad. I just wanted. Did to you know. actually snag the checkbook? Is that what happened? Did you? No. Did you do the, oh, I was gonna say. Would have for sure if I if I if this would ad would have been presented to me at the time, you know, like it I ended, the way I, the way I ended up getting it was it was like post divorce and my mom got me a subscription. My first issue was the Super Mario three issue though, not okay. the not the not the player's guide, the like first thing of it it's like a yellow background um with mario 3 on it and then i think actually the next issue might have been like i got it right when they started doing those uh those strategy guides those four strategy guides it was super mario 3 ninja gaiden 2 uh final fantasy and then the four player extra like they, they had that little stint where they it was basically there they moved from it was biannual or, or bi-monthly rather and then the first time they went to a monthly deal was with those strategy guides and they did four of them and then just decided, I guess maybe that was too much work or not as cool as it could have been. And they, they stopped doing those and just started doing a regular Nintendo power issue every month. And that change happened during my subscription basically. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the Super Mario three issue granted, I mean the first issue uh, of Nintendo power, Super Mario two. So I mean, it was probably like a year down the line or so. I want to say that, uh, I started getting it. So, yeah, I didn't get it from the beginning. I did not subscribe right away. And I also got the catalyst for it. Like, my mom just um, interpreted <laughs> that I was in Nintendo and got it for me, which was right. awesome. I remember, dude, with the first fucking issue, I remember, again, this fucking, I'm a psychopath, man. Uh, <laughs> I remember, like, to keep it preserved perfectly. And I remember doing this for a lot of my Nintendo things at this time. I, like, took uh, scotch tape and oh my God. just strips of it, dude strips of scotch tape hermetically sealing the cover to make it to keep it the corners perfect and everything yeah uh, 
You know? So this like ghetto lamination <laughs> technique. <laughs> ghetto lamination for sure, yeah, dude. Oh my try God. a dumbass kid mind trying to line up the edges as perfectly as possible. <laughs> right. Oh my and and the stakes are so high because once you put it down, <laughs> if you pull it up, you're gonna fuck it up. Yeah, like, the stakes oh are my so God. High. Maybe as high as stakes as you could have as a fucking eight year old. At, at that age, right. <laughs> Uh, they had laminating machines in the library at school. You probably could have just taken the librarian she'd have hooked you up. Could have. I wish Maybe I not though. Actually, probably had to remove it from the. Eh, never mind. You, you did the best you could. Yeah, I did. definitely. Yeah, it was. It would. It would. It, it was. It was certainly that was way more. You're you're talking about integrating uh, third party third parties and stuff. Like I did not have that level of of uh, business management capability at age eight, Jeff. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I understand why it didn't happen. I'm, I'm sorry I brought it up, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. That's not okay. fair to me. Yes. And then get it, but yes, then get into the sports wrap up, which is next. Um, this is the cover feature. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it's like, the, I guess the structure of it, it's kind of like they have a little panel with the game, and then they have one of their little fucking, one of the game counselors, I'm assuming is who these people are, uh, pictured. And it's kind of like this person is giving you tips on this game because that's their game of choice. Right. You know? Uh, so you get like the first one, um, the first game is punch out and you get this fucking risky business shades dropped portrait of, of this dude, JC appell, uh, telling you punch out tips, um, uh, was, was pretty funny. He's like, it is just literally like it's, it's, he's mocking. I don't know. Do you even know risky business? You know what the fuck I'm talking about? No idea. It's a Tom Cruise movie. And, uh, that is the poster of him. Like shades dropped in that super 80s thing like looking over the shades you know right right 100 percent doing risky business there uh for his fucking little portrait which is funny and then uh i thought this rad racer the, the rad racer dude next uh was at, at first glance i thought he was rocking one of those orange michael jackson thriller jackets <laughs> oh yeah yeah no, but it's a pretty stand that's just a plaid shirt right yeah well yeah, yeah. I, I had to zoom in to be able to discern that though uh, and yeah, I was I was actually very bummed out. <laughs> Too bad. Tim, yeah. what's his name? Ke- Why do they have such hard names to say? Keely. Keely, yeah. Keely, Keely probably. Yeah. Uh, Missed opportunity there, Tim. You could have fucking gone with a thriller jacket. Could have gone with a thriller jacket. Uh, lots of deception uh, in, in the fucking uh, Rad Racer one here. Uh, I had to reread the first tip about picking the fastest car like three times to realize it wasn't just telling me to select the fastest car in the game as if that's not just like the most obvious fucking advice yeah, possible. racing game yeah like what the fuck's the point yeah it's very much like i would like to go faster than the other cars yes right, right. but what it's actually telling you to do is tail the fastest car that you're racing against right um which uh maybe is again overly critical of fucking copywriting but well they did not actually phrase that well yeah. like english affords them the opportunity to phrase that better and they didn't Right, right, right. Uh, but it, it, once interpreted, it actually was a pretty good tip. Both of them are, uh, again, more useful rad racer shit. Uh, talking about, I, I do remember when I when I played it that one time, uh, it like going around the corners at high speeds and shit, and like exactly most most racing games have that where you want to kind of like hit the brake and let off the, the accelerator a little bit to hit curves right. Uh, but I wasn't able to get it perfect, uh, and I definitely that's why the <laughs> repeated pausing tip was very attractive to me because I would definitely fly off the fucking tra- track right often enough to need to know shit like that. Right. So, so these combined all will be very helpful when I pick it back up again. Right. Uh, yeah. And then also on the, on the, on the next, on the second page there, the last three, all, all three of the counselors are doing uh, that like Napoleon dynamite glamour shots 
head on their chin or, or sorry, a hand on their chin. <laughs> pose, <you know? laughs> uh, which is that's funny. funny you mentioned that. I was just talking about, I haven't seen Napoleon Dynamite either. And I've been talking about watching that. Oh, dude. Yeah. That's a great movie. Uh, I watch. I'm actually going to watch it tonight. Good. That's, that is a funny ass movie, dude. It's yeah. super funny. But... I know I will like it. I just, I'd never watched it. Yeah, it's it's super smart and fucking like just very quirky. Uh, Are yeah. you making notes of these punch out tips? Because you still haven't beat it, right? Uh, I, well, yeah, the only person I can't beat is I need I need to get the machine. I, I'm, next time I go you home, have to get the original machine. Yeah, right? next time I go home, I'm taking uh, Ted's NES. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> next time I go to Ohio, I'm, you, I'm you simply cannot do it on emulator. So maybe I'll, I'll take it easy on you for that. Yeah. Uh, but yes, it is. Uh, it is. It is part of my odyssey with this is without a doubt taking that fucking crowning jewel and putting it in my crown for sure. Yeah, you got to get that done. Uh, so yeah, so fucking I like I I want to know the origin of the origin story of that phenomenon, like the the the, the that picture pose. Like, and I, and I don't know how. The reason I don't know it is because I can't think of how to Google that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? But I badly want to know like where that came from. Like, why is that? a thing that photographers were telling people to do for their portraits, you know, like what the fuck, why? I don't know. Is it supposed to be, I don't know. Does it look like this makes you look intelligent? This makes you look thoughtful. I don't know if it's like a way to maybe balance some of the color throughout the photo. You know what I mean? Like having the hand come up gives you more skin. So like, I I mean, I I don't know shit about photography. I'm just spitballing, but there's gotta be a reason for, I mean, like not all these people come in there and they're like, I know what I'm gonna do. Right. Maybe they maybe it was an office thing. They're like, we should all take stupid well, hand on our chin Well, the reason we're talking about it is because it's such a commonplace thing that people saw it and like monkey right. see, monkey do, you know. Right. Uh, but I imagine yes, it was photographer driven. That's that was the monkey telling them. To yeah, do and it. like, why are they doing that? Like, right. Why are you telling them to do that? Right, right. Yeah, I would. I have enough photographer friends. I sh- fucking should ask some of them what the fuck. I got a few myself. I I could probably figure this out fairly easily. All right. Well, I'll put that on oh. a list of things to, to sort out in life, Jeb. Right. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we see the games are pro wrestling, ice hockey, and RC Pro-Am. Uh, Rick Thompson here, the ice hockey guy, insensibly uses Fatso again to describe the Husky boys. Ooh, that's not nice. Yeah, that's the only thing I really wrote down. The rest of them are kind of just meh. Uh, the, the pro wrestling tip is that it, I feel like this is like this, like when I turned the game on that one time, like that's like I knew that already. That's an example of one of those things that like I don't, you know, didn't play this game a ton, but I just know that tip. That you know, the only the real way to beat Puma is to throw his ass out and get the twenty count on him. Uh, you'll never actually pin him, you know. Right. Um, I, I feel like when I played wrestling games growing up, like I think there was a WWF for Super Nintendo, and for some reason, as a kid, I liked throwing people out of the ring and then keeping them out there until they were counted out and then getting back in and winning. Yep. That's right. how I like right. to win. Right, the last second. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. No idea why I did that, but yeah. Yep. Uh, well, it's a workaround. That's why it's easier. <laughs> I, but I, I feel like I could like I was good enough at the game to like beat people, but I yeah. Was just, but like, well, that's the thing. You have more control over that. Like the pin thing. Like yes, I mean it's kind of uh, predictable to some degree. Like especially though. Well, not see not here. Not in this game. I don't think they have power meters, mm-hmm. so you don't really know. But like in in the in the those Royal Rumble games and shit on NES and Genesis, they had like a power meter, and you could tell when they're like it was very like obvious. Like the part they're whipped do, right. Uh, to fucking pen them, you know. But back then, you didn't have that fucking that tell, right. so uh, it was a it was a way to to know for sure and to have control over what the fuck the outcome was. Right. Uh, so we, getting to that next page, we passed over the uh, <laughs> the life size Tyson cutout contest winners, um, and these tips blow. Uh, <laughs> Wait, I what told, page are we on here? Uh, if you go back, 
uh, one page from the second of the sports wrap-up page, like with right, the, right. the fighting golf and the iron tank ad. Yeah, I got you. <clears throat> so yeah, that's the Tyson tip contest, and uh, I totally could have won us a Tyson cutout if I'd if I'd have been born sooner, dude. Because like yeah. Yeah, I, I have better tips than this right now. <laughs> Deplete know? Tyson's energy by hitting him on the side from which he just threw his the last punch. Yeah, which is that's kind of like a, again a, a stock that's a, that, that's applicable to almost all the boxers. Right. <laughs> uh, what's your better tip? Do you have one right now? I mean, fuck, dude. The the I considering. Uh, yeah, this is the example of the thing I was telling you. The, knock the second ball bowl down with an uppercut when he moves his gloves up and down quickly. Throw a body blow for a star. That's like he just dude. He he doesn't stop doing it until like if you, you don't him. do that. You cannot beat him, right? Well, well, what I'm saying is. He stands there and does that. Maybe maybe it's not forever. Maybe he doesn't do it forever. But he does it for a long time and doesn't even try to punch you. So, like, if you don't punch him in his stomach, you're just standing there staring at his ass for a while. So, right. like, he's begging you to hit him. Right. So that's, that's the worst tip ever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I would fucking. Anyways, what I was going to say was, yes, I would have. Because that was in uh, this issue or the one prior, rather. Uh, so, yeah, maybe I couldn't have done this. But I would have sent in the fucking tip about second bald bull. <laughs> or the second hop of the bald bull, rather. Uh, okay, bull yeah, yeah. Uh, and then also that once in the second fight it goes down to two hops total, you're you're hitting them between the first and the second hop because that's probably the most useful tip in the fucking game. <laughs> well, I guess uh, a decent consolation is that one of the cutouts did go to Ohio. It went to Kevin Cofield of Tip City, Ohio. Where is that at? Where do you that's, see that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm always on the lookout for Ohio missions here. Yeah, I was too. I was just looking at the tips down below, though. I didn't look at that list up top there. No, yeah, for whatever reason, they didn't put the winning tips. Like, if those guys won the fucking cutout, why wouldn't their tips get in? Right, yeah, that's very suspect. Very, very convoluted fucking contest. Maybe maybe Kevin Cofield's (laughs) fucking tips sucked. (laughs) He just knew somebody at Nintendo Fun Club and got his Tyson cutout. Tyson cut out, motherfucker. We shouldn't be so cynical either. <laughs> but how can you not be? How can you not be? Uh, so, yeah, so I've mentioned there's some SNK ads here, too. Lee Trevino's fighting golf up top. Uh, and this didn't come out till September, but it was close enough. And I feel I felt like I felt like it was OK to circumvent our rule here because I feel like we'll never see this ad again. If not now, <laughs> then when was yeah, what we'll I was thinking. Yeah. Right. Uh, it right. looks good as far as golf games go. Yeah, dude. I, I, yeah, I mean, I was. <laughs> it reminds me of that one they used to play at Ted's. I think it was right. Arnold Palmer. Yeah. The original. Well, no, that was that was this. Well, you mean on the on the PC? Yeah. That was Link's LS. Uh, but he also had the original Black Box Golf NES title. Okay. Uh, which, yeah, very, very similar uh, in all honesty. Uh, the first thing, though, I wanted to say was I, Lee Trevino's fighting golf. Lee Trevino's fighting golf. I was hoping this would be some sort of combat golf. <laughs> that Lee, that Lee Trevino was like a hothead golfer of some kind. I don't, I didn't know who the fuck he was, and that there would be the beating the shit out of golfers in this game mechanic. <laughs> I had the same first thought. I was like, so is there like golf and combat in this game? <laughs> right, like like base wars, that baseball fucking uh, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. robot game that was super cool, where you would like get to a base and have to fight <laughs> to be right. safe, which is fucking awesome, you know. Same, right. Uh, no such luck though. It's just a fucking golf game. Um, you know, not I that I get why it was name fighting golf then. Well, I, I, yeah, I, I did some research. I was, I was so disappointed by that that I did some googling. And you know, I don't give a fuck about golf and/or golfers, but he's actually regarded Lee Trevino as one of the greatest Hispanic golfers of all time, and an icon for Mexican Americans. Um, oh. 
he did have like a I guess, you know, as far as, you know, they had little anecdotes and stuff and he did have kind of a, I give a, like a give a fuck attitude about some things, uh, seemingly. And, and I, and I, you know, I like, he didn't, you know, because it's such a golf is such a, I don't know, regal is not the right word, but it's like a very privileged upper class upper. Yeah. It's an upper class sport. Uh, and, and he was coming from a background that was maybe not totally accepted by the fucking community then you know mexican american not a lot of mexican americans playing fucking golf even now probably but definitely then uh so you know it was somewhat trailblazing and they probably he was probably not treated maybe the best every fucking day of his life uh, in that environment so uh he had kind of like a give a fuck attitude about a lot of the pompousness of golf which maybe is where the name comes from that he just kind of had that like fighting attitude but uh, okay i wonder if he was like the first like to kind of now we're just talking about golf, but like if, if he kind of introduced like that, that kind of swagger to it, if that kind of paved the way for other golfers to kind of act like that more often. Be a little is it John Daly? Yeah, John yeah. Daly, I think, is like smoking fucking shit on well, the. He's, not, he's like a dr- totally drunk and shit, I think. <laughs> exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah, does yeah. he exist without Lee Trevino? Right. I, yeah. I don't know. Question. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, it, that's, I, like I said, I wasn't going to spend too much time fucking Googling a golfer. But... I think we've honestly spent enough on it now. Yeah, <laughs> we have. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, some service googling suggested it was an awful game. You know, on on like it's on some of the like the top worst NES games of all times and shit. Uh, I guess there was a Simpsons episode that even trashed on it. Like it was such a bad game that a Simpsons episode talked about it in a negative light. Um, and you know, I played it. Well, it's no means a great game, or rivaling that Lynx LS that you're actually referencing uh, on PC or anything. But it was at least as good as the Black Box NES Golf. At least as good, okay. if not, you know, and I would say probably better. Uh, which and even that game is playable and semi-fun by NES Golf game standards, uh, and this was too. So I, I didn't get the I don't know the overly fucking bitter sentiment about it uh you know on worst lists of all time it's nowhere near that bad in my opinion right uh, everyone's a crybaby except for us but right yeah there was there when was, we cry it's valid yeah uh there was some fun like clunky text in the pre t like <clears throat> before each tee off you would get like this uh you know kind of like a a preface about the 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 hole you were about to play and some of that was like clunky and, and kind of and, and funny uh interpretations slash translation stuff I, I would assume is, is what was behind the, the clunkiness of it but uh i saw hit it straight more than once which is like sage golf advice you know? right like, yeah, straight, yeah like no shit really okay uh yeah that's and the music was, the, the music was kind of fun too i'll, I'll that's that'll be my little... And then the, the other ad is Iron Tank, uh, which came out in July, so it was doable uh, to, to play. And the ad, it's kind of an interesting ad. The, it describes the hero as Paul, a special forces soldier that has been called a man of iron. Um, I, was, I, I assume this was before they put him in an iron tank, even, that he would yeah. <laughs> Right. Uh, that was very, like, I don't know, really idolized. You know, put, put him on a pedestal for sure. Uh, and I, I had a vague recall of playing this, uh, maybe as a rental or something, and not caring for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I fired it up. I said, you did not play, I assume, yeah? No, no, no. Uh, way too small of an appearance for a jab playthrough. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, that's a history-ish kind of thing. I could see me liking it, but no, I didn't play it. Uh, 
the fucking the, like the first impression the the bastards bomb the ship you disembark onto the beach from the instant you get off it. <laughs> it was like very retaliatory uh to your to your to your showing up on the scene here. Right. I do think it uh, I did think it odd that they didn't think to nail the tank either to or instead though as opposed to the ship that it got off of. Um I don't know, you know, the the the, the tank is more of a pressing concern than a uh, than a deployment ship, you would think. Right. But, uh, you know, they're fucking, you know, it's a battle. You're busy. Not everything's going to go your way. You might fucking miss and hit the boat. What are you going to do? Yeah. Yeah, what are you At least do? you got the boat, you know. Yeah. Got something. Hit a target of some kind. Right. Uh, so, yeah, so you get, a, you get a very apocalyptic animation and sound sequence when you run out of life, like when you die, basically. Uh, energy, fuel, whatever it is that you run out of. Uh, and that was kind of interesting um, and fun. But uh, there's, uh, there's, like... Like I said, my memory was bad, but there is like some substantial shit going on here. It's not just a a run and gun deal. Um, you would definitely need to do an instruction manual pass to really tackle this right. I think there's a lot of shit that's not obvious, um, but um, there's shit going on. I mean, there's a map that's always good. You get a transmission kind of deal, kind of like almost that thing in Metal Gear. I don't know if you remember that mechanic, but like the transceiver. I actually do remember that. Yeah, so it like clicks and you have a message that gives you some information about, you know, what you need to do or what you're where you're trying to go, so you get some like direction of sorts. Right. Uh, um, there's different kinds of tank weaponry at all. Like there's like the selection screen deal where you can switch between weapons and shit. Um, there is this like tricky thing going on with the firing direction, a lot like Akari Warriors, you know, so it kind of has that thing going on uh, with the D-pad put and kind of having to move yourself. And it's just, it's just it's, it feels a little funny and takes some getting used to. Uh, did you see any uh, Nazi imagery? I did not, no. You yeah, I, I, I'm looking at the thing, like the, the, the screenshot down here at the bottom, it's like, it's got banners on a building and it's like very obviously supposed to be like invoking that idea, but they didn't go as far as putting the swastika on there. Yep, yep. Well, it's like Bionic Commando was originally a Nazi game, and they had fucking had to take that shit out of it for right. NES, uh, or rather, uh, Nintendo of America wouldn't let you do that. Uh, so yeah, like you, you have to you have to fire your bullshit gun while holding the direction you want to fire in, and then your turret stays facing that direction until you move it with the button combo. Like you have to hold your fire button and then push the direction, right. and then it stays that way. So until you hold the button again while moving, like, while holding the directional pads, like, you're trying to, the whole and the whole time this is going on, you're trying to move and avoid bullets and shit, too. Right. So it's, it was just very unnatural. Uh, but I feel that if you got the swing of it, it could give you more control than a card warrior's offered, you know, but it would just yeah. take, take the acclimation phase to, or period to do it, you know? A tank game like this without dual uh, sticks to control your movement is is gonna be tricky. Well, so yeah, they're all trying to just take stabs at making it better. They, I'm sure they looked at Akari Warriors and like, we got to do better than that, <laughs> right? And it it seems like they probably did, but like you know, like a tank game wouldn't become like you know real real easily controlled until you got two directional controls right. in your controller. The analog deal, yeah. Uh, so yeah, the fucking uh, it's you know I think it it might warrant a deeper look basically, and and I think there's enough in this game to warrant a game episode um, if we decided to do so. I think there's enough there to make it eligible for or to make it worthwhile approaching with that level of depth, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was wrong. Maybe as a kid, I had a little more going on than expected. Uh, moving on past that second page of the fucking sports thing, we get a Data East ad here. A full pager with the focal point being Cobra Command, uh, which is not until November. But uh, the ad 
interesting, and it's got a RoboCop tease. Uh, that's hot. I fucking love RoboCop as a movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then a bunch of other titles um, down below here that uh, most of which we've seen in other Data East ads prior, uh, except for Side Pocket, which was another pool game. Yeah, uh, I, I was too, is is one pool game too many for a game system? Because now we've got two. Right, yeah. And, and Lunar uh, Pool is going to be tough to beat. Right, yeah. And yeah, I, I, I never played this one, um, and I didn't seemingly have the ROM, uh, so I just... And it wasn't worth, like, in the case of bases loaded, digging it out of the fucking internet. So I just fired up a play video. And it looked, I mean, honestly, man, it looked, it looked decent. It looked, you know, maybe not quite as clean and polished as Lunar Pool, but not unplayable by any length, you know? Okay. Um, so, yeah, I, like I said, didn't play it. Did you ever play uh, Karnov? That that's, looks familiar for some reason. Yeah, we talked about this. That this really? The first time we had a Data East ad, we talked about it a little bit. Yeah, it's like uh, it's a side-scrolling platformer kind of deal with a little bit of depth to it. There's, like, a, like a really in-depth item um, I don't know. Item offering to weapons and items and stuff that that most platformers didn't have, or you actually like select them and use them later. They weren't like just immediate power ups that you picked up. There were things that you would have to use to solve problems later and stuff, um, which was cool. You know, kind of it, it almost reminds me a little bit of uh, a boy and his blob, which is a much okay. far down the line deal where you're using like items to solve problems that you come that you come in contact with. Right. Um so it's more I don't remember that talk actually. Yeah, it was I mean it was very brief. We were blowing through an ad and it was just one of the games I fired up. It it it, it was not a list worthy title, but I did enjoy it and stick with it longer than I like fucking Legend of Cage there it was fucking awful. Mm. <laughs> uh <laughs> or not Legend of Cage, which one uh. we? Kid Nicky, I remember, was a decent game, too. I don't think it has the... There was one of these games that was awful. Uh, a Data East title, I remember, that was shit that was right next to Karnov. That right. it, was, it was way better then. Next up, we get our top five deal. It's the same five games as last issue, but uh, now Punch-Out is number one. Justice. <laughs> Not surprising, I suppose. And Legend of Zelda's getting a little old at this point. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I certainly have no problems with this list, even other than the thing we've talked about a million times. No third-party presence at all. Yep. Uh, there's it, it, it shares the page with a Bandai ad that uh, <laughs> I ended up going into a lot. Uh, there, it might be the single least appealing to me personal, personally piece of marketing I've ever encountered. Uh, <laughs> yeah. There's there's no screenshots. Uh, it's all just shitty stock space sci-fi synopsis text of arcade ports. Um, the last thing though, and I would have never guessed just looking at the ad, the last thing is actually a controller, dude. It's not a game. Oh. The, the mega which right. is it's a very it's just very 80s early 90s to me it's like google the video i'll put in the show notes here uh, a demonstration video of it it's kind of fucking wild man it's like it looks like an ergonomic nightmare it's got this huge L- lcd screen to manage all the crazy ass features that it has uh you know it has like all the stock rapid fire slow-mo and some other shit i couldn't really discern just looking at it but uh so it also has a very <laughs> it's basic, but is it is it's still very wild to me. It's got a standalone LCD game, LCD display game built into the controller itself. Okay. That that you play on that little LCD screen. In addition I, to its functionality as a Nintendo controller when it's plugged in. That's crazy because yeah. I think uh, didn't Dreamcast end up doing that later on? Oh yeah, I think it did. Yeah. Oh, yeah, or like, like in the memory card or something. Right, yeah, the thing that pops in the controller. Yeah, yeah, I do remember that. Right, uh, I would have thought that was the first instance of that. I didn't realize that Nintendo... Uh, well, this the, wasn't Nintendo, this was... I guess it wasn't Nintendo, right. Bandai, but, uh, but 
for Nintendo. Yeah, yeah, very, it's very fucking wild and out there. Uh, it did take four AA batteries as if we were fucking powering a nuclear power Ooh. reactor or something. <laughs> and uh, that is not cheap. Yeah, and not a you know, not a game controller plugged into the system as is. But um, I guess to run that LCD game, you know, that's what you had. To, that's the kind of power input you had to invest. <laughs> yeah, that was four AA. God damn, that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so other than that, the other the three games are just lame ports of dated arcade space shooters uh, that are all coming soon, not even out yet. Galaga and the arcade is playable, at least. I was going to say probably the most popular. Right. Um, it's often com- combined with Pac-Man, like a Pac-Man-Galaga combo, I feel, is, is a common arcade cabinet. But um, that's the extent of positives, I would say, about these games. Hmm. Uh, and then we got... We got that basis loaded out again, and then we got power player profiles. And this is another instance about letter writing that was interesting to me that I was referencing earlier. Uh, the kids are all members of physical Nintendo fun clubs across the good old US of A, basically, is the idea with this. So they are like writing in to explain why they should be featured in the magazine as power players. You know, what about them as power players? And did you read this at all? Uh, I read a couple of them, though not all of them are written by uh, the. By the kid themselves. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Um, yeah, I read through them. I think this. I can't remember when I read this, but um, yeah. What was your takeaway from it? Well, the 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 biggest thing was Steve Bell in the upper left corner here <laughs> plays six hours of Nintendo a day. Uh, this is, I think it's his mom, right, or someone, a, a parent of some adult of some kind, writing a letter. But Steve Bell here, he plays six hours of Nintendo a day, supposedly, along with also playing IRL, <laughs> basketball, baseball, and football. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, what a prolific child! I mean, do the math on that: eight hours for school, mm-hmm. six for Nintendo, play sports, and you'd think he has to eat and shit occasionally and stuff and well, sleep. Yeah, well, exactly. When the hell does this kid sleep? Yeah, he doesn't. <laughs> yeah, uh, he doesn't sleep. Steve he's, Bell. He's he's, he's out there pro- somewhere. Yeah, prolific output at age fucking uh, six or something. Um, <laughs> so good for you, Steve. I'm sure you're running a, a Fortune 500 company or something now. Though that kind of reads like a fluff piece from Catherine's tweet <laughs> here. Like, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if she's uh, exaggerating some of his accomplishments. Yeah. Well, you, I- Steve, you can't be. You're not that good. Right. Uh, oh, on the on the topic of fluff piece, that was the other big thing here. Uh, Jesse Power Player Prisco seems totally full of shit, which <laughs> is the one here in the in the middle. Uh, most of the other submissions are from like adults who oversee fun clubs. Like I said, uh, this kid is writing himself, and <laughs> he's saying that he beat Zelda and Punch Out both in a week without hints. And then he gives bullshit, ambiguous, ambiguous Tyson fight hints uh, that did not sell me at all that he actually beat Tyson. So fuck you, Jesse. I think you're full of shit. <laughs> right. I just read it. It doesn't add up. And he almost throws in. There's like a cockiness to it. To it. Like right, exactly. I, I beat Ganon in a week without player. hints. He named I, himself power player. Tyson. Yeah. Fuck yeah. this. Fuck you, kid. Uh, he's fucking from New York too. He's but probably Ranger, like, that tells you everything you need to know. <laughs> Everything you need to know. Uh, yeah. Um, okay. So then you get a, a a near on the next page. You get the scores, the, some score bullshit, uh, and then uh, a, a near full page Vic Tokai, which uh, that's a company I never heard of, Vic Tokai. Um, and these games. Uh, so the first one, Chesterfield. And it's two words. Chester. It sounds. It feels like that should be one word, but it's two yeah. words. Yeah. Uh, which thankfully never got released outside of Japan, uh, and then a game that didn't end up hitting until 1990 called Terra Presta, 
Um, yeah, they looked fucking awful looking at them. And then Google 13, which comes out in September, is, is on the bottom here. And I never played it, but to like this is a game that I have seen listening to podcasts and reading and shit that is like historically difficult, apparently. Um, yeah, I'm definitely familiar with the with the name. I don't it's not yeah, ringing it's, a bell though. It, it's basically a spy game, I think. You know, uh, it doesn't come out till September, so we don't have to dick with it now. But like, uh, to my understanding, it is like fucking ridiculously hard and asinine. Like, I guess there's like I, I was I just listened to something the other day, uh, Retrovaniacs or something on it, and fucking like they were like, there's like all these different game modes, like scuba, fucking side scroll fighting like all like a crazy number of, of mashups uh, of gameplay uh types slash styles and like apparently none of them are well executed <laughs> right uh the next page is a full page rambo ad from mclean um and this just being the property the underlying ip a lot to talk about here i think are a lot a lot worth talking about uh first of all the tagline your body is a weapon <laughs> <laughs> Uh, is that a thing that is said in Rambo at any point? No, not that I recall. Or even like alluded to? Well, I mean, you know, he is certainly called like I don't I, I don't remember that exact line. I mean, he is certainly called, you know, Colonel Troutman on more than one occasion says how he is just like fucking he is like they like the the program that he was in like breaks them down to like a carnal level of, you know, humanity and then builds them into a killing machine you know what I mean? you know you know what i mean uh so like he is a lethal weapon theoretically um his just without giving him a weapon he is lethal <laughs> right uh, i just wasn't so, sure if it was like a like a personal right, exactly. mantra of his or something i just couldn't remember that yeah no yeah verbatim i don't recall it ever being specifically used but i sure. don't have rambo 3 i owned like the i'm saying the fucking vhs cassette actually right watched a million times i stole that from the open public library actually uh <laughs> bad terrible child but um the and i remember i had a, a a dub like a recorded version of the first rambo first blood uh and rambo 2 it's funny like rambo 2 is the one i never i just didn't have for whatever you know that shit if you couldn't steal it from the library you had to pay for it or record it from somewhere and right. rambo 2 was one that just i never got a hold of but like my memory of rambo 2 is probably like the the coolest of them as far as like the the I don't know. Rainbow Three is good. They're, they're, they they all have something going on, I guess. Right. I just have Rainbow Two. Um. So, but Rainbow Two is one I didn't. I haven't seen a million times because I didn't have it. You know. So I don't remember verbatim the whole thing. Like Rainbow Three, I pretty much remember every. There's some. I remember some like really fun lines actually from Rainbow Three very specifically. So I watched that enough to have it kind of quasi memorized. But right. So it, it may have been used specifically. I don't know. But it does not ring a bell if it, if it was. Um, so yeah, in addition to that, you get Sly being Sly here. He's like got the fucking biggest handheld machine gun possible, <laughs> uh, which this is a shot again from Rambo two. Um, and the, you know, the synopsis and stuff are actually like, you know, pretty well written. It's not shitty fucking copywriting. I don't think. Um, and it, it suggests they are pulling from Rambo two story wise. So it makes sense. They use that art. Mm -hmm. Um, it's basically a POW rescue mission, rescue mission in a jungle setting. That's what, that's what two was about. And you get some coming soons for some other fucking games. Uh, Empire City 1931, uh, whatever the fuck that is. Airwolf and WWF Superstars featuring Hulk Hogan. And I, and I thought it worth mentioning that that's how big Hulkamania was at the time. That even in this context, you had to mention Hulk. Yeah, <laughs> you know? like if you had the space to mention him, why wouldn't you do it? 
Right. You know, uh, even though it's just, you know, it's, there's no pictures. There's nothing about it. It's just WWF. Like, but you got to also mention Hulk Hogan. That's how big he is. Right. Uh, so yeah, man. So yeah, I, I played this cause it was out and it's, uh, the first impression it gives you this. And I put this in the show notes, dude. I actually, I actually posted on Instagram. It was so funny. Uh, there is a, or, or rather Reddit. Uh, I posted on Reddit the fucking NES or one of the one of the subreddits that I fuck around with, and uh, got a little bit of love. Uh, it's like a hysterically lengthy trademark and licensing disclaimer. When when you first power the ROM up, you get a full page, and like you always get like, especially if it's a licensed property, you're gonna get some, you know, property of fucking Paramount Pictures or whatever, you know, whatever the fuck it is. But dude, it is like a repetitive. It looks like a fucking. A uh, 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 fine print lawyer, fucking out right, like a full on legal document. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that's that's, that's <laughs> the way to word it. Yeah, fucking full on legal document, just a ton of it. Uh, and it was, it, I made me laugh out fucking loud actually when it first. And what were they trying to? Well, they're telling you, yeah, it's you know, I, I fucking again, I don't have it in front of me right now. Um, but a ton of shit. Dude. You know, it's fucking telling you that all the people's hands, the different parts of it that fucking who they belong to and how they have the rights and how they're allowed to use them. And just way too, basically dude, way too much fucking information to, to present to a player of a game when they first fucking <laughs> fire. They it up. do not care. Yeah. This belongs. Yeah. And if you want, if you needed to put it in the game for some reason or another, as part of your fucking legal licensing agreement or whatever the fuck it was, like that belongs in the end credits, dude, not at the fucking top of this thing. Right. <laughs> or maybe at the back of the instruction booklet. Yeah, or that. And it probably is in that, too, actually. I'm sure it is. Which begs the question, why is it on the fucking game at all? Right, why? Well, I'm, I'm sure this was a, you know, this was part of getting the the rights to this game, was having to fucking Jump say that through those shit. hoops. Yeah. Right. Uh, anyhow, when you uh, select start, you get a detailed dossier, dossier rather, of John Rambo, in which uh, I believe they tell you his relationship status. <laughs> Really? <laughs> yeah, it's a single in there uh, as, as one of the itemized things, which that's fucking weird, man. And that would become a theme. A lot of what I have to say about this game is there's just a lot of weird shit in it, man. Uh, so you get that, you, you know, it lists off the shit for Rambo, who he is, what he, what, what it's about. And then you're presented with this, like, uh, you're, you get like these text boxes uh, where you're having an exchange with Colonel Troutman. And at the end of, he explains what your mission is going to be. And at the end of that, he asks whether you would like to accept it. And you have two options. These are the two <laughs> things you, two things you can say in response to this, thing, whether or not you want to go on this fucking death-defying mission in the fucking jungle to rescue these POWs. And your two options are, I'm not afraid of death, or I feel better in prison. <laughs> these are your what? two options. Right. And if you select the latter... The I feel better in prison, Troutman says, but it's up to you. The game doesn't start until you say yes. So you can either say you fear not death or repeat this stupid input loop over and over and over and over again. And oh, my God. Yeah, that's how the game starts. And in hindsight, I kind of wish I'd just chosen the loop. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like I said, there's a lot of interesting shit going on, so that's not exactly true, but only in a novelty sense, not because I enjoyed the fucking game. Right. Uh, so yeah, so you fucking you finally select yes, however many times it takes you to go through that loop before you decide that's what you want to do. Uh, a helicopter drops you off at some military base, right? And the first thing, like I fucking hate Rambo's sprite in the game. It's awful. Mm. It's just there's just nothing. I don't know. It's just it's very. It's not. It does not warrant respect i guess you know like rambo should look imposing he does not look imposing at all right 
uh, it's like a very blase sprite. Uh, and the first thing you do when you're when you when you're at the base, you bump into the character Erickson, who was played by Martin Covey. Do you know who Martin Covey is? Jeff? I don't know. Martin Covey is also the Cobra Kai. Oh, that's Martin Covey. Okay. I have met Martin Covey. Oh. <laughs> How did you manage uh, that? Yeah, and I can't believe I didn't think to talk about this during Karate Kid. But uh, I met Martin Covey at the Hoboken International Film Festival in 2011, which is where that first movie I wrote and produced, All God's Creatures, premiered. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was like their celebrity guest of honor. And then that's they were awarding him a Lifetime Achievement Award or some shit. And that's, like, that's a gimmick that film festivals pull all the time. Like they often will pay... Uh, some sort of perceived Hollywood figure slash, slash celebrity um, to show up for a night, and you know it falsely inflates the appeal and the importance of the festival, and et cetera, et cetera. And because Hoboken International Film Festival is not exactly a top-flight festival, they could not afford to pay someone who was not a, for lack of a better term, a washed-up action star like Martin Covey, uh, right. as much as I like Karate Kid and Rambo and a lot of the work that he did. Uh, he was not exactly uh, a hot Hollywood commodity in 2011 by any length. Uh, so I'm sure they paid him a very nominal amount of money <laughs> uh, to be there, relatively speaking. And he probably didn't want to be there uh, for anything other than the money. And that very much uh, shone through in his demeanor at the thing. He was a total fucking prick. <laughs> oh, was he? Oh, that sucks. Yeah, it did It did totally suck, dude. Um I mean, Alex, I can't blame him. I'd be, you know, it was a depressing situation for me to be at. And it I, was probably, yeah, the fact would, that you even I, contacted I was him was probably Rambo pretty too. depressing. <laughs> yeah, I was not in Rambo too. Right. Uh, so, yeah, it was just interesting. I had met him and he was fucking not the coolest of dudes. Well, what are you going to do? Right. Maybe I just looked like a prick and he didn't want to talk to me when I tried to fucking introduce myself to him. Yeah, he could have been fucking having a bad day too. So you don't know what was going on in his life. Right, right. Anyhow, so back to the game. Colonel Trotman uh, says hell in one of his dumb dialogue slugs in this game uh, at the military base, which is very strong language for a fucking Nintendo game, in my opinion. So that was, again, just another appearance of something super interesting in the narrative. Um, And yeah, that would give it... Dude, this game is fucking insane, man. I bumped into Ko, uh, who is the Vietnamese woman who's like the operative on the inside. Like the, The plot of Rainbow 2 is you get dropped into the POW where the POWs are at in this village in Vietnam and you are the government higher ups that have organized this for you have arranged for you to meet this operative in the fucking jungle. That's like a local mole of some kind mole agent or whatever. And she's going to, or they, you don't even know it's a she. That's kind of the point uh, is going to guide you to where you have to go and shit. And, uh, you have two dialogue options with her. You can either ask her where the POW camp is, or you can ask her, what do you think of me? That's verbatim. What do you hmm. think of me? And I, of course, picked the latter because what the fuck? Why not? <laughs> right. She says, you look good, and then tells you where the camp is. Wow. So in, like, the movie, there she's this fucking smoking hot Vietnamese chick, and... uh they have like a whole fucking thing where they, you know, get romantically involved and then she dies and gives uh, 
Um, she gives him that little necklace that he's wearing in Rambo two and three, the little op- little turquoise thing around his neck. Right. Uh, he she gives that to him when she's dying, or he takes it from her when she dies, or some shit. And that's like how he fucking goes on his fucking killing spree and and two to avenge her death and also right. save the POWs, kind of. <laughs> you know. Uh, so but yeah, so all she had to say about him initially was, "You look good." You look good. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. It's just fucking weird, man. It's just a really weird thing to be a Nintendo game to me. Uh, and then you, you you take this boat ride with her, and that's actually in the game. I don't remember. Maybe she maybe I'm wrong about that. It's not when she's dying, but I feel like it is. Uh, in the in the boat ride in the game, she gives you the little necklace. Um, okay. And again, like that, just you know, fucking again, just weird stuff. And then that was pretty much where I had to get off. Like you get stuck after that. You get stuck in this cave. I couldn't figure out. And the gameplay was a total fucking tire fire. Uh, but holy <laughs> shit, did I want to see more of the film's narrative? play out you know like like i almost wanted to keep playing despite the tire fire gameplay because of like where is what else is this game going to show me you know <laughs> like right like it has kind of followed along with the movie lore a little bit so well, very much followed along with the movie lore but i mean just you know the fucking the dialogue the you know implying a romantic thing that's like oh, right right you no know, like all these things that you don't get normally in nintendo games colonel trotman telling you to get the hell out of something like you know, that's just what else is it gonna gonna show me that's like above and beyond what a Nintendo game usually will allow to have in it. You know, right? Uh, that's uh, that's something else I wouldn't mind googling just to know what else fucking crazy shits in there. Yeah, maybe just like Google a playthrough of it and just right. watch that. You know, that way you don't have to suffer while you do it. <laughs> Play right. Uh, so yeah, so that was Rambo. Mm, don't really want to play that anymore, but I would like to watch the video. And then you get a full pager for Sunsoft here with this really badass Commando child. Uh, which is pretty fucking fun. It looks like he's sitting in his grandmother's wicker chair. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I, I wrote down wicker chair too because I swear. Did you do you remember wicker furniture at at our place growing up? We had we had something. We definitely had some wicker. I shit. think we had that chair. <laughs> like that, I've well, sat. That chair. was in someone's house that I've been in before. Whether we had it or not, like that's definitely a wicker chair uh, or something very close to that I that I have interacted with in my lifetime, no doubt. <laughs> I swear we had that one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so it was, yeah, it was, it was really funny that that was, uh, the way they, you know, this, the super, like, edgy environment with grandma's wicker chair that he's sitting in. (laughs) Takes away any, like, badassery he's got going on. Like, dude, you're sitting in a wicker chair, you suck. Right, right, right. And yeah, we get another poster thing, like you mentioned earlier here, and it's mail-in shit. Um, also, uh, headquartered in a funny-ass place, Libertyville, Illinois. Sounds like another sucks fucking shit location. And... (laughs) Sorry uh, to our listeners out there from Liberty. Yeah, yeah, if you live in fucking Libertyville, no offense, but I'm just, you know, I, I, I imagine... Just taking a guess. Guess what, where we're from, it sucks too. So yeah, exactly. I was going to say, we wouldn't get offended if you said Oberlin didn't have a lot going on either, you know? Right. Um, although I bet Oberlin does have a little bit more going on than Libertyville, because there's at least a college in Oberlin. <laughs> I had to guess, right. I had to guess. Uh, anyhow, uh, Spy Hunter and that Zapper game, Freedom Force, uh, already have been touched on, and Xenophobe doesn't come out till December, but Blaster Master hit in June, so Blaster Master Ooh. is now game eligible, and um, I have turned this on a couple times in my life. It didn't hook me, uh, but it's seemingly held in very, very high regard by many Blaster people. Master, you mean? Yeah. It's fucking hard. It, yeah. Yeah, 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 that's my. I remember playing it when I was younger, and I felt like I could do much <laughs> the opposite of what I've been talking about. Like, oh, I'm grown up, I can play these games. I played Blaster Master maybe a year ago, and I fucking just got butchered. Okay, yeah. I mean, I, I know it has a wild ass story about like some kid losing his frog and jumping on a hole after the fucking frog or something. Right, frogs are definitely involved. 
Yeah, and I, yeah, I've heard it. Yeah, it has like a lot of gameplay depth with the two, you know, kind of the the overhead mechanic as the player, and then the side-scrolling mechanic with the tank or whatever the vehicle. Um, and a lot, even within the confines of the vehicle gameplay, you have like you can shoot up, and sh- you know, like it's not just a shoot straightforward kind of deal. And like, there's a lot going on with it, I, to my understanding. Um, so yeah, so I mean, I mean basically, I have very little exposure and not a lot to say about that, but. Uh, I feel like that game probably warrants consideration for a game up too, uh, also because of its depth, you know, right. uh, or supposed depth. So perhaps, 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 possibly. And then going past that, we get the puzzle, some puzzle bullshit. Uh, sharing the page with uh, an ad for a Capcom, t- Capcom title, Legendary Wings, that comes out in November. Uh, the blurb says it has a simultaneous couch co-op. And that uh, you don't normally get that as part of the marketing, you know, and that's I'm always a fan of couch co-op, good couch co-op games. So, right. I hope it's good because uh, that would be I have definitely not played this and it would be fun to discover a new couch co-op game. The uh, the cover art for that is crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it is kind of a trip. Yeah. It's like a muscled up angel guy with a gun. God, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's a very, very much a mashup. Uh, kind of harks back a little bit to that Akari Warriors two ad, and where you get the mashup of like medieval area fantasy slash types, st- you know, medieval fantasy type concepts with something modern. You know, it's weird. Right, weird. it's like a like a religious thing. There's, I mean, it's an, clearly an angel's wings, and then it has. Uh, an assault rifle with him, so it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a crazy matchup. Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, and then a full pager for Activision. You get three titles here: Super Pitfall, which we've already covered, and it fucking sucks. Uh, Zombie Master, which was a port of a Japanese release called Zombie Hunter that was canceled before it made it to the U.S. Actually, so that was a a false preview slash mention here. Uh, and then you get Predator, which is about. Um, it's exciting as anything with Arnie uh, on the cover is, you know. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> you kind of uh, know what you're getting there. Yeah, it doesn't hit till 89, um, but Predator was a fucking really cool movie. Yeah. And uh, I look forward to fucking around with that. I feel like I may have rented it or something at some point, and I feel like also maybe it's not that good. I don't think Activision games on NES generally. I mean, like I said, Pitfall was a dumpster fire. I feel like Predator might have also been bad, but I don't remember for sure. Mm. Uh, so I look forward to seeing for sure because, again, like I said, Arnie's fun and Predator as a property is cool. Uh, there's also there's a giveaway here uh, of a complete, and this is in quotation exact, uh, a complete selection of Nintendo games, <laughs> which sounds really attractive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's like a lot, man. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a big giveaway, uh, and there's supposedly ten winners. Um, it's clarified in the fine print as a complete selection of Activision's offering, which is not as appealing, but. Uh, that is interesting. They were giving away a fucking huge library of games. That was, you know, I feel like that's higher stakes than most of these, you know, get win a poster <laughs> or a right, right. Out, you know, uh, that's a different, whole different ball game. And but, you don't even have to do any. It's not like you have to complete some task or anything. You just right. like send your name and maybe you win. Yep, yep, yep. It's pretty I cool. Wonder if anyone did win, or if that's just bullshit. <laughs> right. I wonder. That's, honestly, that's how I feel about all those things. You know, I mean, like cereal boxes would often have that. Like, do you remember like cereal box toys? They would like you be. I it's it must be like a legal thing, you know. Like you ha- you had to a lot like the way that these worked. I remember always seeing these. Uh, they would always have to have a disclaimer that says you could mail in a submission to the contest, uh, without because they would off they would often like sell you something too, like send money to get this thing and you'll also be entered into a contest. And to get around that being a form of gambling, 
they would have to allow you to submit for the contest without paying for the thing that they were really that the ad was really for. You know what I right, mean? Right. So like no purchase necessary. That, precisely that exact language. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, that's kind of what I feel this is going on here. You know. Right. Um, yeah, because like why otherwise would they just do it? Right. 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 Um, so yeah, man, at the fucking back cover is, is a reiteration of that Nintendo Power ad, um, and there's nothing here that isn't touched on in that earlier instance, which means I'm done, if you are done. Yeah, I think that covers it for, uh, Nintendo Fun Club. And that was the stage theme from Rambo bringing us back into uh, uh, for us to figure out which game we're going to play for the uh, game episode coming up in another two weeks. Yeah, man. <clears throat> I think it's, like, it's worth mentioning, too. Fucking the pregame warm-ups are over. It's game time now. Nintendo Power is up next, which is super exciting. But yes. Right. Before that, we have the game episode. And what are your nominations? I had Blaster Master written down, and I actually had uh, Rambo written down. I couldn't remember Rambo, so I had that one written down. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I had a third one. No, my paper is a mess here, but I'm not seeing it. <laughs> Organization is critical, Jab. Yeah, I, uh, I never am. Yeah, uh, my nominations are Gunsmoke. I also had Blaster Master mm-hmm. and Metal Gear. Uh, Metal Gear. Mm. Yeah. And fucking dude, I mean, like I it's really hard for me. Like, I think Gunsmoke is the most consumable of these games, I think, because I think you know it's kind of a straightforward shooter deal and there's not a ton of complexity to it. Like Blaster Master and Metal Gear both are like undertakings, you know. Um but we haven't done that. We haven't done a game yet that's really like a fucking serious go kind of deal, you know. Um they've all been like Wizards and Warriors and Ghosts and Goblins are both kind of in the Gunsmoke vein, where they're just like very straightforward. There's levels, you know, like you're just plotting through a very defined system. Right. Uh, and Blaster Mather and Metal, Metal Gear are a little more open worldy, to my understanding, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that would be a different different deal, and maybe that's a good thing. Um, yeah, it doesn't have to be a bad thing. And like, you know, not to not that Wizards and Warriors are so bad, but like, you know. We've we've done enough torturing of ourselves, uh, maybe like because we talked about not making every game episode like a trip down memory lane. You know, maybe it's not a bad idea to do that this time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, the only, I mean, we we have overlap on Blaster Master, uh, and I I would I would no way Rambo. <laughs> like, like, no right. Way. That's oh, I knew nothing about it. So you right. actually did jump in. So yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. We do not want to do that. I promise you. Um, yeah, man, I don't know. I'm really like I fucking really want to play all three of these games. Yeah, uh, I, all, you want to play Metal Gear? I know that. I, yeah, I, I do really want. And like, and do I don't know? I didn't really mention it, but like, I'm not sure I ever really beat it. Like, I mean, I do. I I like because the end is that's like a huge thing. I know, like the the port to the NES changed a little bit, and you don't actually fight. You fight a computer at the end, not the actual Metal Gear, which is like right. this. this kind of ed 209 super weapon deal uh, so like i do remember fighting that computer at the end and it's like a, i think it's like a kind of a really lame ending to the game if i recall correctly like fighting this just this computer and i believe you just use the fucking remote control missiles to fucking kill it with really relative ease right. so like i remember that so i think i did beat it but
but it has been a while and I'm sure I fucking would enjoy going through it again, you know. Mm-hmm. Um Blaster Master is the one I have the least exposure to. We both have that. And I don't know, you said you said you recently played it. Like, do you think it's consumable as a game episode game? Uh yeah, I mean it, it, it as as much as Metal Gear, I would say. I mean, it's a good enough game. It's just, like I said, it's hard. But, like, I never actually sat down and, like, tried to, like, see it through. When I did play it, I just played for, like, ten minutes and I didn't get really familiar with it at all. Um, But, yeah, I mean, it's it's got the bones there to be a good episode for sure. Okay. I would say it's between those two. Gunsmoke is, like, I'm sure it's just fine, but, like, you know, it... We've played games. It definitely... It doesn't, yeah, it does not have. We, yeah, I, I would say it is very. The point you made is good. That it is Gunsmoke. As much as I do want to play it, is very much in the vein of the two games we already played. And uh, yeah, I don't know. So you no, you no real Metal Gear exposure at all, right? Not so, really. No, no, no. So it'll be a totally new experience for you. And I, of course, would fucking enjoy it just from a nostalgia perspective. Right. And I probably. I mean, I've always felt like I should have played Metal Gear. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it does have. You know that's a that's a major franchise now, and I think it it it's almost more topical. You know, right for sure. A, a current context because of, of its, you know, having. A, although I guess there is. A, I just saw that there's a a modern there's a new Blaster Master came out on Switch too that supposedly isn't too bad. But uh, I of course have not played that, having not even played the original one. Um, but Metal Gear is of course a bigger bigger franchise. Uh, yeah. Regardless of how many installments there may be since for Blaster Master. Yeah, man. Um, I mean. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think I, of course, I think I want to play Metal Gear more. I don't know, but I, I'm open to listening to either or. Uh, well, I don't have necessarily like some like super attachment to Blaster Master, so I feel like I, we should probably play Metal Gear so that I can get a so you can beat it finally if you haven't, and B that way I have because like I said, I watched you play it. I'd never actually really played that game. Okay. And it's good, and I know it's good. So yeah, it's 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 it. it, it I mean. Even I mean I played it. I we will there will be walkthrough ex- exposure for sure. <laughs> there there are some very uh, like because the, there's this whole like the thing I remember most that's really befuddling is that there's this truck transit system that ca- you have to go into these trucks and like this. yeah you climb to the truck and it gives you this broken English thing the truck uh oh the truck have started to move and it takes you to some fucking totally new area that you don't have access to other than via these trucks right. and like that system of movement around to the different areas of the game is very obtuse and and hard to to get a handle on so um, yeah it's not the easiest thing to get a ha- get the hang of and actually I remember the game came with this map. Uh, that I, oh my god, I would love to have like a feely that was so fucking good, dude. That I've obviously, I would that and that came with the game actually. So if you, you, if we do this, Google that and get it as, as, re, as reference material because it came with the game. So it's not even, you know, not even cheating, right? Yeah, it's not even cheating. It was, it was provided. Uh, and, and again, kind of like with, I said with Metroid, without that, you're just going to be fucking lost in this game. So, um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Metal let's Gear. play Metal Gear. Yeah. Let's, that's, that's let's fucking play Metal Gear. Fucking A. That will be fun. I will definitely enjoy that. Yeah. Okay. So that is fucking it, man. That's that's the, the Nintendo Fun Club news is is behind us, and we will play Metal Gear next, and then following that, we will be getting into the first episode or issue rather of Nintendo Power, and that is very fucking exciting. Uh, and then beyond that, uh, closing duties here. Subscribe to the pod on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify. 
Android, TuneIn, Podbean, wherever the fuck you listen to them, and rate and review positive shit if you could on that platform so people can find this thing or to help uh, people find this thing, rather. You can follow the pod on Facebook. You can email us at isohpodcast at gmail.com. We have a Twitch and a Discord. If you want to interact, us, interact with us on those, mostly me, I suppose, but interact with us theoretically. And Jab, what are your socials? I don't have any, and neither should you. You, If you tweet at us or... Do Twitch or Discord, you're going to be dealing with Josh, not me. <laughs> Currently. My socials, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, Twitter, at Josh Follin, Instagram, at MyShiftKeyIsBroke. And, uh, yeah, moving on. Okay, bye. Cool, later.